everybody, and welcome back to Odin's Movie Blog. I am the critic, who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? So today's stream is only going to be available on YouTube, on DLive, and also on Periscope, on Twitter. I'm having to take a break from the Twitch stream side of it because apparently when you become an affiliate slash partner you are only allowed to stream to twitch for up to 24 hours like the content has to stay on the channel for 24 hours or you could be in violation of the terms of service so i i was reading a little bit more into that and so i don't really want any nonsense happening over with twitch and so i'm going to keep the the twitch tab off for now whenever i do these streams and i might just have to start doing some some twitch exclusive streams in the future if that is indeed something that some people want to see so if you're someone that normally watches on twitch uh unfortunately the twitch stream is not going to be up for today but i am still alive on dlive and also on periscope as well so i got my dlive people up and i need to give a shout out to Haro nobara for following me over on dlive gimp man and also miss paint thank you very much for following me over there how is everyone doing on the youtube world sticky v says odin what's going on sticky v alex mccarthy oh How's it going? How's it going, Alex McCarthy? Definitely right there with you, man, with thoughts on the episode. Eva says, hey, Odin, I called it. What'd you call? What did you call, man? Peter Han says, there is a Tennessee drink like a Long Island. I can't remember the name, but it was great. Nice, Peter. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. Mad Mitch says, Odin. What's going on, J-Roar? CTs here. Slicer Neons. Odin's alive. Yes, indeed, I am. Mary. Mayhem, what's going on, Mary? Lily Patton's in the chat. What's going on, Lily Hermosa, What's going on? What's up? Gary's also live. I saw that he had gone live, and he is awesome. So if anyone's over there, great. He deserves the support because he is awesome. Don't cross the Twitch. They always find out they don't play. Yeah, Peter, I, I that's what some people have been telling me. I didn't really know what was going on until I finally you know, re- reached all the hours and reached all the uh, everything I needed to on Twitch, and then I finally got to read the terms and conditions, and I was like, oh. Ooh, this doesn't sound very good. So, uh, luckily, DLive does not have that. And uh, so far, I'm liking DLive a lot. I think it's a lot of fun. Has a lot of potential, I would say. Tech Guy says, but hi, Olden. What's going on? My friend watches on Twitch. You're dissing him. I'm Tech Guy. I'm so sorry, dude. Seriously, I wish if, if Twitch wasn't such... Uh, a tool about it. If there was like some setting I could turn off so that I could stream simultaneously to Twitch, I would. But unfortunately, Twitch is kind of, you know, has me in a bit of a bind because only a couple of people watch on Twitch. Like, that aren't also watching on YouTube. I think there's only one or two people that are exclusively watching on Twitch. So that's why I might have to do some exclusive uh, streams for them. Uh, Amber, what's going on? Amber, I see you in the chat as well. Uh, Amber Buckle, Bucklew? Bucklew? Amber Bucklew? What's going on? What's going on? Uh, Mary says, hey, man. Love your face. Oh, thank you very much, Mary. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, Sticky V says, the past few days, I could not stop thinking about Endgame. Everything I heard Odin say, everything I realized after a second viewing, my mind is still trying to decide what I think of everything. Sticky V, I, I seriously, the more I think about the movie, the more frustrating it gets. Seriously. Because they're, they're obviously, for anyone that's watching the stream, you should know, Endgame spoilers are ahead, and also Game of Thrones spoilers are ahead. Those are going to be like the two main topics for questions and also, of course, for various other topics that that I want to talk about. Uh, Joe K says, damn, 1,200-plus on Nerdrotic stream. Yeah, I mean, last night with Doomcock, there were like over 2,000 people on that stream. And it was really interesting to read the comments because it was totally a mixed bag. There were some people that agreed with them completely that they did not like the Game of Thrones episode last night. And there were many others that loved the episode. I'm in that in-between mix where objectively, I don't think it was good. Objectively, I think the 
this show has gone down like <laughs> a lot as far as quality and writing and and character development goes. But subjectively, I liked it. You know, subjectively for the most part. Obviously, I had a big issue with the beginning of that fight sequence, but. Um, yeah, we can talk about that a little bit more uh, today um, as the stream goes on. But now, Sticky V, getting back to you. Yeah, and I was actually even thinking about it even further. So I went back and listened to, don't ask me how, I went back and listened to the words of the Ancient One, and it actually revealed that there's an even bigger problem. The Ancient One says very clearly when she's talking to Hulk that the five, or sorry, the six, we met, we had the same issue where, where Kyle Outpost Dyer said the wrong number, and so now I'm repeating it. So that the six Infinity Stones... What they do is they are the ones that essentially create the sense of reality and the flow of time. They control the flow of time and our sense of reality in our universe. And so she goes on to make the point to say, if you take one stone out of our timeline, it screws up everything. Well, if the stones are necessary in order for the flow of the universe to continue and the flow of time itself to continue, how can the current present set aside in... Endgame even exists with all the stones having been destroyed. I think that's a fair question to ask. So, <laughs> lots of plot holes, lots of questions. And I know some people are saying, you're just nitpicking. No, I'm asking legitimate questions. And I'm asking some major, major questions that deal with some pretty big parts to the film that don't make any sense. Uh, Tech Guy, thank you very much for the suit chat, says, I'm going to see Endgame again to make sure I see the good and the bad. They can have my money. I won't be supporting the MCU anymore. Brie has went bull, Brie has went full SJW. Yeah, for sure. I think the future of the MCU is screwed because they pretty much set up exactly the, the future that they want. They, they want a woke future. You know, the, the future is female and there's nothing wrong with female characters, but when you're having your focus be, oh, we're only going to focus on or we're going to have a much a stronger focus on only people that have a certain set of chromosomes. It's like, I'm sorry, but that that is virtue signaling, for one. And, and two, that means that you are more predisposed to telling some really bad stories because your main focus is going to be on the gender of the person on screen and not on actually telling a compelling story. You can have both. You can have a person, a male or a female on screen, and a good story. That's why some of the best parts of uh, of Endgame are when you see them on screen together fighting you know, side by side. It's not good when you try and put one over the other. If you have them both as equals, that is a much better way to go about it. But yeah, man, go see it again. Seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and see it again myself just to be able to get a better idea, just to be able to get a better understanding of the film. And as I said, I had, I had to go back and listen to what, you know, not only, you know, Hipster Hulk, as I like to call him, was saying about time travel, which still, again, doesn't make any damn sense, but also the Ancient One, because the Ancient One, to me, says something, again, very specific about how the stones themselves seem to be required in order for the flow of time and reality to even be maintained. And if all of them are destroyed in the present, it doesn't work. So someone actually tried to explain to me, saying, oh, well, he said that he reduced them to the size of atoms and I, I was saying to myself no 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 that was just him explaining that he destroyed them that was an expression you know people use that as an expression sometimes to say they utterly destroyed it and then I also went on to say and if that was actually true if they were destroyed to the point where they were the size of atoms guess what it would be a hell of a lot easier for them to go into the quantum realm to get the stones as atoms than it would be to go back in time and create a giant cluster of a narrative because of their screwing around with the timeline just saying. Super says, hello, good sir. How are you doing this evening, Super? I'm doing just fine. How are you doing, good sir? 
How are you doing? So remember, guys, if you want to ask me a question or if you have a comment, please, Odin question, all one word. That's all I ask. I do read the chats. I don't just read the super chats. And Phonemo, I see you over on DLive, man. Thank you very much for joining me on DLive. Appreciate you, man. But again, Odin question, all one word. That way it pops up as orange for me, and then I can make sure to read it. Um, let's see here. Uh, Alex Martinez, what's going on, Alex? Uh, John Early says, I told somebody on a stream that I like Batman Begins because Batman says, I won't kill you, but I don't have to save you, and the person on the stream was like, that's killing him. No, it's not. It's not the same thing, John Early. I'm, I'm right there with you. It's not the same thing. Killing somebody is when you are actually in the process taking a person's life. You know, not saving someone, and also it depends on what you mean by not saving them. If you're, like, holding on, if they're, like, holding on to your hand... And you are not helping them. Okay, I can see how you can construe that to say you might be killing them. But let's say that they are going off making their own choices. And you're saying, okay, go ahead and make your choice. Even though I know that's not going to be good for you. As you can see, it's a little bit, uh, you know, it looks a little bit more problematic. Uh, Let's see. Yivo says, I told you in a previous stream that the NK would be defeated halfway through the season. Yivo, you did say the Night King would indeed be defeated halfway through the season, and sure enough, he was. And that was probably the thing I didn't like. You know, that was the thing I liked the least. I didn't want him to die so quickly. I talked about this in the video I made today. If they wanted to make the best overall season if they wanted to make it from a narrative perspective the the best flowing season the first episode you can have it be all of your you know your meetups everyone coming back together it could be your exposition you know it could be your your slow build and then episodes two and three can all be the you know one battle or the other to be honest i think it would have been cooler had they done the battle for the throne first and then once that battle's over they realize oh crap we still have to fight the night king and now everyone that's just fought each other and whoever the winner is now they've got to find a way to be able to essentially bring everyone that they've just defeated together under them very quickly to then turn around and fight the night king and then the night king can be fighting not just for the Iron Throne, but literally for, you know, life itself. It would have been a lot better overall, you know, overall of a story. But to have the first episode be exposition, episodes two and three be one of those battles, whichever one it is, have the second, you know, have the uh, have the episode right after that be another one of those filler exposition, explain, build, tension episodes, and then the last two, all action. You know, pick your battles, pick your war, but that is a much better system than let's have two episodes after two years that are complete exposition that, you know, have a couple of cool moments, but really could have been all condensed down into one episode and then have one giant episode of a battle and have one of the biggest bats that's been built up for years now in the movies get destroyed very easily and very quickly. He doesn't even get to fight. Seriously, he flies around on the dragon a little bit. The dragon does more damage than he does. He's got this badass sword. You know what I wanted to see? I wanted to see him fight. You know what would have been really cool, what they could have done, is they could have let Jon Snow actually fight him in a sword battle. A one-on-one sword battle. And then, you know what, if you want Arya to kill him, I'm okay with that. Again, I think Arya's a badass, and I was telling this earlier on Twitter, there was a really awesome video of Maisie Williams training. And this was like, uh, I think last season, or two seasons ago, when she fought... Um, when she fought against Brienne of Tarth. And she and her actually, they, they both trained and, and, and practiced that fight sequence. And it was awesome to see that happen because it's always great to see these actors actually perform their own stunts and actually get some, you know, authentic training in. So I think that not only is Arya badass, but also you have uh, Maisie Williams, who's a real-life badass too. And so I had no problem with that. It was just the way they did it, especially when they teased everyone with building up Jon Snow, Jon Snow, Jon Snow, and then all of a sudden, boom, now it's going to be Arya Stark. 
So again, I, I don't mind the Arya Stark having the killing blow, but if Jon Snow's not even in the discussion, I, I think that that is, you know, it's a subversion expectations, but it's just not that very good. Uh, Brad Beer Hunter, what's going on on DLive? Onimo says, so Bran played VR Ravens all episode. Yeah, that was also not a very good thing. Again, objectively speaking, there were a lot of flaws. That is another one, is that he's warging. At, th- at first I thought, oh, he's going to warg into a dragon, and then all of a sudden a dragon's going to show up and is going to, like, you know, wreak havoc, or, oh, he's going to, you know, there's going to be some master plan. But no, literally he wargs into the ravens that flies around the battlefield, and then we see that for a second, and then he's just there warging still for the remainder of the episode. Until the Night King finally shows up. Okay, sure. That makes sense. And Brad B. Hunter says, uh, GDM teenagers and their warging. I know, seriously, dude. Ah, God. It was, that was very silly. That was very silly. Uh, Solus says, hello, Odin. How, do, how goes your Monday? Uh, did you hear about the guy getting beat up by a crowd by yelling spoilers at Endgame? I did hear about that, and that's stupid. So, for one thing, I think that the dude shouldn't have yelled spoilers because I just think that's a crap move. However, no action merits getting beat up like that. He didn't actually hurt anybody. He didn't actually threaten a person's life. Him getting beat up like that is disgusting, and it really just speaks about our culture at large, that we will put physical violence on someone for spoiling a movie. Again, as someone who loves movies, as someone who holds, you know, not spoiling things as being sacred to the movie-loving code, I still also at the same time realize that it does never. there's never an opportunity, there's never a chance when you can justify violence against a person. That is ridiculous. So whoever, you know, whoever was involved in the actual, you know, beating him up, I hope that they, of course, face their legal repercussions. But yeah, man, that was so stupid. Like, I feel so bad for that guy. And again, he shouldn't have done it. Like, obviously, if he didn't think it was going to be a reaction, I mean, that that's obviously he's stupid. But that doesn't mean that he deserves to get beat up. You know, he does not deserve, no one deserves to be beat up for spoiling a movie. I'm sorry, that's ridiculous. That would be like if someone spoiled the movie in my class today, and then all of a sudden all the kids started to beat them up, and I'm like, oh, he spoiled the movie. Oh, he spoiled the movie. Oh, he had it coming to him. No, of course not. I would still be like, dude. What the hell were you thinking? But seriously, whoever actually beat him up, you're in trouble. You know, like there, there, <laughs> there can be two things that are true at once, I guess. Uh, Alex McCarthy says Josiah's channel said he was about to go live, though he said to me it was, uh, it was at nine. Uh, hmm, straight white Christian wars. Wait a minute, he wait at nine, but it's only six twenty-eight. So is he about to go live too, dude? I always go. I have one of the most consistent streaming schedules in the business. Monday, Tuesday, around six to six thirty start time every single time, and Saturdays around the same time too. I'm very consistent with it, and yet all of these people keep going kind of tr- stream during my time. Gary has his nooner, and last time I checked, he started like close to what two thirty, his time. Very close to noon, Gary. Little, little too close to my time, Gary. Kidding. I love, I love Gary. I love, I love the Nerdrotic channel so much. Oh man. Uh, let's see. Slicer Neon says, I haven't felt well, uh, so I've not seen Endgame after I got back from vacation. I regretfully must depart. Rock the stream as Guardians. See you another time. Slicer Neon, thank you very much, man. Hopefully you did not hear any of those spoilers. Uh, thank you very much for being awesome. The Senate says, I'm still on Game of Thrones Season 1, Episode 8. Well, the Senate, um, if you don't mind spoilers, then go ahead and stick around. <laughs> You're in the good Game of Thrones, man. First, first season was solid. I can't remember a bad episode during the first season. I would say the only episode I didn't like was the episode when the direwolf gets killed. And it has nothing else to do with the fact that I don't like when animals get killed on screen. And I know that doesn't sound very nice, saying that, oh, so you're fine when humans get killed on screen? 
but it's yeah anyone that's a animal lover or a dog owner will understand why that's a very hard scene to watch that's why it's hard for me even to get through the very beginning of john wick the first john wick when the puppy gets killed i was just like no not the puppy uh, Lily Patton says, how bad do you think Star Wars Episode Nine will bomb Last Jedi or Soylo bad? It's n- So, Lily, I don't think it's going to bomb. I don't think Episode Nine is going to bomb, and here's why. Disney has gotten to the point now where they have really mastered the ability to market any film. Keep in mind that <laughs> you had Captain Marvel, which was objectively a bad film, and most people were mixed at best about it, make a billion dollars. There were better made films that didn't even make a billion dollars. And so Disney knows now, I feel, I feel like they really know now how to be able to get butts into seats, how to raise the average ticket prices enough so that they'll be able to make money. So I think that at the end of the day, it's not going to bomb. However, what do I think the box office for episode nine is going to be? I think it could be anywhere between 850, 850 million and 1.1 billion. I think it's going to make less than The Last Jedi. So I do think it's going to make less of The Last Jedi. But even The Last Jedi did not bomb, like, financially speaking. You know, Last Jedi still made $1.3 billion. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely not going to get close to The Force Awakens, though. I don't think that's going to happen. Now, if they reveal something crazy that's going to make everyone excited, obviously that could change. A lot can happen between now and December. But based on everything we know so far, I do not have very high hopes for the box office. Uh, Super Anime Gamer says, Game of Thrones, dude, loved Arya the whole episode that the ending fam, as a book fan, I'm enraged. Yeah, seriously, I know that a lot of people who are fans of the books hated um, where the direction of the story went after they were no longer following the books, and so I definitely appreciate those people. But yeah, man, I I love Arya too, I think she's a great character, and her getting the killing blow, I don't care as much about that as I do about the Night King just not having a chance to actually fight after having been built up for so many, (laughs) for so many years. That I did not like. Uh, Sticky B says, you are right, Odin. Uh, time should split up in at least six directions after Thanos destroyed them all. Again, after Captain America brought them back in time where they took them from. Yeah, Sticky V, seriously. And, and it seems that's the case. And uh, actually, I wouldn't even say that time should be split. It just seems like time should end. Time and reality because they are what's, what's maintaining the flow. Now, if she means the flow of time being maintained by the stones as far as it uh, you know, being in one line... And that if it's not there, that it, that's when it splits off. Well, then then I think that, that that would make a little bit more sense. At least what she says. What Hipster Hulk says still doesn't make any damn sense. Oh, no, when you go back in time, that's your future. And your past becomes your your, your present. And it, blah, 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 blah. And like that, 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 all that nonsense. I actually read an interview where they were like, yeah, we, we actually talked to some physicists. And they told us that Back to the Future is total crap. And so we went along with the physicist on this one. But then they also went on to say, oh, but when this happens in the story, oh, yeah, we just figured that would be cool to see. So they go against their own logic. (laughs) It's just, why, man? (laughs) But, yeah, so that actually uh, would make a lot more sense if they decide to go with that. That because the Infinity Stones were destroyed by Thanos in the present future past. Again, Hipster Hulk, which one is it, man? (laughs) Which one is it? Then I think that that will definitely set up a secret war, secret invasion where you have a multiverse being built up over time, which means, theoretically, that you could have worlds in which Iron Man are still alive, worlds in which Captain America is still young. I mean, if they don't do that, then it becomes a hell of a lot more problematic. That's for damn sure. All right, YouTube jumped on me, as it usually does. Let me find out where was I in the chat. Peter Han says, Have you seen Hopped Up Time Machine? I have, and even they can handle 
time travel better than this movie. <laughs> Uh, Tina says, the Orville did an awesome alternate timeline story for their season finale. Spoiler! I, I say they all should hire Seth. He seems to know how to do it right. My two cents. Tina, I'm still watching the Orville. I'm in season two. How dare you spoil it for me? <laughs> it's all good, Tina. <laughs> uh, Sunny, uh, let's see. Uh, Sunny Moran says, what do you think about the MCU moving away from the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde aspect of Hulk? You see, I'm okay with a Professor Hulk-like character. I know that's what Gary says in the comics. That is what uh, he is expressed as. My bigger problem is the fact that we don't get any type of rage Hulk. I mean, the the fact is is that he gets stronger the, angry here, the angrier he is. And so now it's just he's such a hipster that now he doesn't get angry at all. I mean, he must be a little bit angry, I guess, because he's the Hulk, and so that's what triggers, you know, the the Hulk in general. That's what triggers the Gamma. But, yeah, I mean, one of the most disappointing parts of Endgame, too, was not having the Hulk actually Hulk out. You know, him being hipster Hulk was just not a good thing. <laughs> it was not good. The Senate says, I'm in a debate on Twitter on how Zack Snyder doesn't understand Batman. It's annoying. Seriously, yeah. don't You don't want to get into a, a debate with the Zack Snyder fanboys. And if anyone is if anyone likes Zack Snyder, I'm not calling you a fanboy. I think you can understand that there are people out there that are obsessively defending of what Zack Snyder did with the DCU. And I'm sorry, but his movies were not very good. Just Let's, let's just be honest here. They weren't very good. BVS is still not good. I know everyone's saying, oh, watch the extended cut. It's better. No, BVS, what we got was not good. And even if that is, even if the BVS extended cut is amazing, Justice League still sucked. Oh, well, that's because he didn't do the whole thing. No, even the scenes he did were not good. I'm sorry. And that film also only made like $650 million. And so uh, the audiences would agree with me on this one. (laughs) All right. Uh, Casamosa says, how many were killed in the Battle of Winterfell? Theon, yeah, not many. I think that was another thing, too, is that many of us thought more, I guess, bigger characters would be killed. But, yeah, Theon Greyjoy got killed. Uh, you had um, the little Mormont uh, killed. Lady Mormont killed. You had, of course, uh, oh, my goodness. Why, I'm blanking on names now, of course. You had a, the, the dude that loves, um, that loves uh, not Cersei. Why am I? Oh, my gosh. This sucks. I hate when I blank on names. Sorry, I need to. I need a little water to help me out. Uh, Jorah, sorry. Jorah Mormont, he died as well. And Night King. <laughs> Night King, he's a pretty big character, right? He dies. And then one of the night one of the Night's Watch brothers dies too. And as far as big names go, I'm probably missing a big one, but I can't think of any more off the top of my head. Uh, let me go ahead over to my D-Live people. What's up, my D-Live people? Uh, Phonema says, I laughed when the kid got uh, B-slapped by the giant. Yes, Phonema. That was pretty great. When uh, Lady Mormont got slapped away, that was great. But I, I liked her death. I liked that she died after doing that, and it, it worked with her character. I, I was fine with that. I liked the actress that played her. Brad Beer Hunter says, Liana had a long night. Oh, boy. Uh, Blue Lou, thank you very much for the two lemons over on D-Live. Jared Jude, thanks for the follow. Brad Beer Hunter, seasons one through four were good stuff. Yeah, they were solid. Bad Hammy says, hey, Odin, off topic, but I'm at work. The Space Stone was somehow recubed as the Tesseract. So, yeah, basically from what I know is the Space Stone is like inside the Tesseract, or sometimes also known as the Cosmic Cube. Uh, Bad Hammy then says, second viewing of Endgame, not great. Game of Thrones episode three had more suspense and enjoyment. Yeah, I, I will say I enjoyed the Game of Thrones episode three more so than Endgame. 
And I know that's going to piss off some people, but I'm sorry. Subjectively speaking, I had more enjoyment out of the epic battle than out of even even the crazy, crappy darkness where you couldn't see anything. There were less logical inconsistencies overall, which let's be honest on paper is just it has to be true because one of them is an hour and a half. The other is three hours. So just on paper alone, it still works out. Uh, Phonemo says, the darkness of the episode annoyed. Let's have an epic battle that no one can see. Phonemo, exactly right. My biggest issue with this episode was the fact you couldn't see a damn thing for most of it. And I hate when movies and TV shows do that because it's a cheap move. It's what they do when they don't want to spend a whole lot of money on fight sequences and good CG. And then when you did see the CG, during those scenes especially, when it was dark, it looked like crap. They cut so quickly away, you couldn't see anything. And my wife was trying to explain it saying, yeah, but that's what builds suspense. And for her, it might it might have done a good job at building suspense for her. But for me, as someone who who knows film and TV, has studied it, I look at that and I say, this is just lazy. It's lazy because the, the only time that you ever do that is when you know that you can't actually put something <laughs> of worth on the big screen. You know, you don't want to put the effort in of actually choreographing big, expensive set pieces. And that's just laziness. Blue Lou says, Cap going back would create another universe. Yeah, seriously, right? And yet somehow he stays in the same universe that the movie is set in. Okay, sure. Phonema says, they need physicists to tell them to go back to the future, uh, that back to the future couldn't happen. Thought the time traveling car did that. Yeah, seriously. It was that they, it was the physicists say that their version of time travel was inaccurate. But I'm sorry, at least that linear approach makes a hell of a lot more sense than whatever, you know, (laughs) whatever Hipster Hulk said. Uh, Brad Banner says, agree, foe, let's make it dark and have a snowstorm. Kim Ken Park, yo, Odin, what's up? Brad Banner says, just send Maria, <laughs> Maria Sue Stark to kill Thanos. She's not a Mary Sue. All right, Brad Beer Hunter. That's something that I've heard a lot in the comments and also in a lot of videos. Arya Stark is not a Mary Sue. She receives training. She receives training. As I said, not only does Arya receive training, we actually get to see Maisie Williams herself, the actress, receive training. And her training is a hell of a lot more rigorous than whatever the hell Brie Larson went through. So no, uh, Maisie Williams, Arya Stark is not a Mary Sue. It is not the definite. Mary Sue, that would be as if she did nothing for the last seven years and now all of a sudden is a good fighter. She has gone through training. She has gone through seasons of uh, being led by various people, trained by various people. And we may not see all of the training that she receives, but we do know that she is indeed learning under a lot of some of the greatest fighters in the Game of Thrones world, at least what has been presented to us as the greatest fighters in the Game of Thrones world by the TV show. So, no, she's definitely not a Mary Sue. I will fight you on that one. Uh, Blue Lou says, man, got uh, Game of Thrones episode was dark and snowy. Yep, couldn't see a damn thing. Uh, let's see. It's Itzel followed me on DLive. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Brad Beer Hunter says, Sharknado 3 had better CGI. Hi. <laughs> Oh, Sharknado. Kim Camp Park says, watching you on DLive and Gary on YouTube. Kim Camp Park, that's that's the way to do it, man. Thank you. Appreciate that. Gary's awesome. Uh, Mr. Peabody, thank you for the lemon. Blue Lou, thank you for the lemon as well. Brad Beer Hunter says, swig a beer for your poor Ed. Yeah, Dolores, Dolores Ed, bad hammy says. Mr. Peabody says, Brad Hawks the chat here. He does, and he is a mod. Oh, look at that Deadpool. Oh, dead. Oh, look at that, Brad. You made me look. Brad Hammy says, uh, Brad Hammy, thank you. I'm sorry, Bad Hammy, thank you for the lemon. Uh, let's see. Phonema says, I thought my TV was messed up. Yeah, <laughs> nope. TV was fine. It was the fact they didn't light a damn thing. Peabody, uh, nah, TV isn't messed up. That's just Brad. Hello, everyone on here. What's up going on, Peabody? How's it going? All right, back over to the YouTube chat. 
Um, let's see. Cassandra Mars. Okay, got that one already about who died. Um, Mikey Mar- Mikey Martinez says, "Do you think you can do a Blu-ray collection video?" Mikey Martinez, I can absolutely do one. Probably will have to wait till the summer because my weekends are pretty much. I need to take care of the house because we're trying to sell the house, and there's just a lot of things that I have to dedicate to <laughs> to my day over the weekend. So definitely would be open to doing a Blu-ray collection video at some point, though. Probably will have to wait till summer when I have, like, full days of not having to worry about doing anything other than the things that I normally do. So not having to go to school for six or seven hours will give me a lot more time to do things like that and to do more live streams. I'm actually really excited because I plan on doing a lot more live streaming, especially live streams during the day once summer hits. So I can't wait for that. JWAR says, your dog behind you has a bone. Yes, they have the, um, yeah, Willow has, uh, she hasn't finished hers yet. Good. Yeah, they got the rawhide. They love their rawhide bones. It keeps them, uh, keeps them occupied. Uh, Super says, wait, matter cannot be created, only destroyed, only transformed. So technically, couldn't you say the stones will always exist no matter what? Um, I guess, Super, if you use that logic, you could say that. However, if they exist, that means they can be found. And if the quantum realm can travel through time, then the quantum realm can also find the stones, right? Or at least elements of the stone. Right? Seems to make sense to me. Hyperim, what's going on, bruv? G-Monkey, I had no problem with Arya killing the Night King. Same here. Uh, she had training. The bad, too dark, couldn't see what killed the Dothraki or half the episode. No face off with Jon and the Night King. Yes. Agree with you there. The, the darkness of the episode sucked. Again, that's laziness on their part. Very, very, very bad filmmaking on their part to shoot it as dark as they did. And I agree. I honestly would have loved to have seen John fight the Night King, at least in some capacity. If you let Arya have the killing blow, I'm okay with that. She received the training to be an assassin. I'm, I believe that. I buy into that. She's not a Mary Sue. But again, John's character has been building up now for a long time to have some type of face-off. And we didn't get that, and I think that's wrong. I think that's 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 ridiculous. Doesn't make any sense from what the story that they've just set up for us. But yeah, I think you're absolutely right, G Monkey. All those things are accurate when it comes to the the objective flaws with the film, uh, objective flaws with the show. Uh, CT says Marvel is going woke. Then they better prepare to go broke when they are going. When are they going to learn that no one likes that stuff? Probably never. Yeah, until. I would say if Phase 4 becomes Phase Woke like I think it's going to be, I think that's when you have people start to jump ship. And by the end of Phase 4, if they continue to go down that road, I think end of Phase 4 is when you start to see. Because, again, that's going to be five years from now. I would say by the end of Phase 4, if they've gone fully woke or half woke, you're going to start to see some major drop-offs at the box office. Not only because people don't want that garbage, but also, very importantly, because as I've said before... The movie theater business is contracting. It's not getting any bigger. This is going to be the biggest film for the rest of time, I honestly believe, when it comes to box office sales. Because of the fact that they, uh, the, the innovation just really isn't there, and people would much rather stay at home now than actually go out to a theater and deal with all that nonsense. Again, I love going to the theater, but I understand why a lot of people don't. Super says, if Arya kills Cersei, I quit. Arya is nowhere near as cool, as interesting as she used to be. One of the many characters, uh, D&D, absolutely wrecked. Yeah, again, Super, I understand uh, that Arya could have been a lot cooler. I know that she had a lot better training and explanations of her character in the book. But I do like what they've done with her character, to an extent. And it's mostly because of Maisie Williams. I said this in my review. Objectively, all of the actors in this show are phenomenal. Like, there is not a weak link among any of those actors. They all give everything they have on screen. 
And it's awesome to see that happen. And uh, Maisie Williams, to me, has just grown so much as an actress over the past few years, several years now at this point, that I'm very impressed with what she's been doing. Especially knowing that she's done all this behind-the-scenes fighting, too. So I I really do like that a lot. And so if she kills Cersei, you know what? I'm not... I don't hate that. But they can't just have it be the exact way that the Night King gets killed. And to be honest, after hearing what... Uh, these two guys, the creators, uh, the, rather the, the creative heads behind Game of Thrones right now, had to say about the inside of the episode, I think that they want everyone to think that Cersei is going to die and that Cersei is going to be killed by Arya, but I think they're going to try to subvert expectations again, only this time it's not going to be Arya that comes in at the last second, but maybe someone else. Maybe it's Jamie. Has anyone thought about that? Keep in mind that Jamie is, is, is you know, has uh, Braun is being sent after Jamie. So who knows if Braun's going to try and follow through with that. But what if he survives? What if Braun gets killed and you have this very emotional moment between Braun and Tyrion where Tyrion knows that Braun has to die. And then all of a sudden Jamie Lannister realizes that his sister has gone mad. And what if he's the one that deals the killing blow? Keep in mind, he's not the fighter that he used to be, but... God knows Cersei's not a fighter. You know, you know, Cersei uses her mind, uses her wits. So I think that that might be the direction that they go. Is say, oh, you think it's going to be Arya, but maybe it's Jaime. That could be the case. And also it would be consistent with his character, because remember, he's the one that killed the Mad King. Maybe he now becomes the man to kill the Mad Queen. Because Cersei, I think, is definitely on the road to being, if she isn't already, the Mad Queen. So that would actually be a very good character arc for him, I would say. I'd love to hear all thoughts about that. Alex McCarthy says, yeah, Bran, that whole episode, I was waiting for him to war against the Night King. Yeah, seriously, he should have done something, but instead he did nothing, and so it was a waste of time. Like, seriously, it was a waste of footage to keep showing him working off because he wasn't doing anything. Uh, Laura, Ryan stole my fan fiction story. Thank you very much for the super chat. Says, I'm glad Game of Thrones has some non-fighting characters. I get tired of everyone being able to fight like a ninja. The Sansa Tyrion moment was my favorite. Laura, that was a great moment. That was awesome. To see both of them in that place where, especially based on their conversation earlier, where she's like, it would never work between us. And now they're on the brink of possible death and they're about to, you know, they're not fighters. And so they're about to have to make a decision about whether or not they try and, you know, but they basically put their own lives on the line to try and and save these people that are being killed by the dead in the crypts. Which my wife totally predicted, by the way, and I'm sure many others did too, saying, why would you go to the crypts where there's dead people? Can't this guy, ri- can't this guy ri- raise dead people from the dead? Uh, raise people from the dead? Uh, but Laura, thank you very much. Appreciate that. And Brad Beer Hunter, thank you for following me over on Twitch. Uh, Castromosa says, Odin, why Melisandre was even there at the first place? Yeah, that was definitely a weird callback. It was weird for her just to show up and very deus ex machina, just shows up out of the black, out of nowhere, gives the Dothraki flaming swords, and then I love, again, the directors, you know, the, the, the creators, they said, yeah, we wanted to, again, subvert your expectations. They didn't say it in that way. But, yeah, I mean, we wanted to give you a sense of hope and then tear it down. It's like, okay, great. Thanks for using the, the, the Dothraki that way. But I will say this much. I don't hate the destruction of the Dothraki army if it indeed was meant to try to convey just how powerful the Night King's army was. Now, it would have been more effective had they not killed the Night King off so quickly. I think had this gone on for another episode, then I think people would be a little bit more forgiving of the Dothraki army being, you know, wiped away like that. Because I do think that the whole point of that scene was to show you just how powerful and how insane 
the Night King's army was. And it was very effective in showing that. But yeah, Melisandre was a total deus ex machina, shows up, gives him fiery swords, is able to light the trench on fire when the dragon can't see, you know, does all of these things. And then her ending is just, I'm going to walk off, take off my necklace and die. And it looks like she actually, it almost looks like she Thanos away. Like she just like faded away from existence. Like, because her, her body I don't think was there anymore. So I thought that was kind of interesting. But yeah, it was very stupid because she's taken her necklace off before and it hasn't killed her. It's just shown what she actually looks like. So maybe she was using so much of her power. I don't know. It would have been better to get a little bit more explanation into her character. So that way we could have been able to at least understand what was going on. Uh, Tech Guy says, I think uh, it was Jeremy who beat him up. I'm kidding. <laughs> he would. Sony B says, oh, hi. Oh, hi, Steph. Greta, hello, everyone at Odin. What's up, Greta? How's it going? Greta, you've been a little live stream machine. Glad to see you're getting the hang of it. Um, let's see. Ariak Draka says, like the Game of Thrones episode a lot. I believe we're getting a setup for something mind-blowing. I hope so, dude. I hope so. Because as I said, objectively, I have a lot of problems with this episode, especially from a filmmaking perspective. Subjectively, I enjoyed it, so I do hope that we do get a massive payoff. But are we going to get a massive payoff? I don't know. I have no idea. Sorry, I'm having to fight off my dog because she's like, I want to get in your lap. And I'm like, not now, River. John Early says, do you think the possibility of Tony Stark dying has been looming in the Infinity Saga since Iron Man 1? You're going to kill yourself, Tony, and I won't be a part of it. Ooh, that's a good callback, John Early. I remember Pepper Potts does indeed say that at one point in time. So it could be. I think I think it has more to do with him just being uh, the most popular of their group and really being, you know, uh, the de facto leader. I think it has more to do with that. But yeah, I think that I think the creators would definitely say, "Oh yeah, we we totally knew this going in, and we made the decision going in because of that." Yeah. Uh, Alice Martinez says, "So objectively, which was better and which was worse, End Game or Game of Thrones episode? Uh, objectively speaking, End Game was worse, and the reason why again is because." The basic premise of the time travel is messed up, does not work, creates a lot of continuity problems. Game of Thrones is not any better. So, like, again, I'm not saying that the Game of Thrones is this objective masterpiece and it's well-written and and everything makes sense. I'm just saying that there are a hell of a lot more problems with Endgame and it makes sense because, guess what, you have many more characters to balance on that screen and also you have a three-hour runtime as well. So there's a lot more, there is a lot more time. There's a lot more time. River, what are you doing? What are you doing? I wonder if she has to go outside, actually. Hmm. I'll have to see. I don't want her to poop in the house. That wouldn't be good. <laughs> I might have to go. I might have to make a, a like, be right back in a second. Uh, let's see. Alex McCarthy says, consistency is best. Yes, I agree. Absolutely, Alex. Uh, Tina says, yeah, I'm going to go stream on now empty YouTube channel because I'm a whammon and I can do that. Joking, says Tina. <laughs> Alice Bradley says, John to Bran, why didn't you warg into something useful, Bran? Sorry, so sorry. Yes, I want that to be the lines. Oh, so sorry. I am so sorry. Or the way he would say it is, I'm so sorry. My name is Bran. This is my new character. <sighs> Give more life. Hyper says, I'm not going to deny Endgame was objectively a narrative mess. However, I compliment it for some character-driven moments. Five out of ten, objectively. Seven out of ten, subjectively. And as I said before... You can subjectively love the hell out of the movie, and I have no problem with that, because I can understand. There are some really cool moments in there. Uh, for me, the objective uh, negatives outweigh the subjective for me, and so that's why I have a problem with it overall. But yeah, man, I think that Hyper, that's definitely some fair stuff. That is some fair stuff. 
Uh, the Senate says, I don't mind Game of Thrones spoilers because I have a bad memory, so I'll most likely forget it, and you don't mind. And if you don't mind, I gotta go watch it. Yes, yeah, Senate, I gotcha. I gotcha, man. Uh, Sonny says, what do you think about the MCU changing the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, Bruce Banner? I already talked about that, Sonny. You gotta pay attention, bro. Sticky V says, like me, I presume you are kind to all animals, but seriously, how could anyone love cats, predators, and hard to get affection from as much as dogs? I will never understand. I will never understand it either. Dogs are man's best friend. Dogs are the sweetest creatures on earth. Cats are so full of themselves. <laughs> Cats are so full of themselves. Can't I can't stand it. <laughs> uh, Hyper says, personally for me, Endgame is the best disappointment since Dark Knight Rises. I wouldn't say it's as bad as Last Jedi because there is still some heart. Plus, Tony Death is better than Luke Death. Oh, the Tony Death is great. The only, like, I would say almost perfect storyline in the movie is Tony Stark's. The one big flaw to his story arc is the fact that somehow he's able to create a gauntlet out of nanotech when it's been established that it could only be created, that the only thing that could possibly hold those weapons is an you know all at the same time is a uh, is an item created in the heart of a dying star where Mjolnir and Stormbreaker are created. I'm sorry, but I cannot buy into it for a second that nanotech is able to somehow, some way, be as good as something created where Mjolnir was created. That does not make any sense. That does not make any sense. All right. So that has now. Um, but da 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 da. Okay. Sorry, the chat jumped on me again. Let's see. Can I pick up where I went off last time? All right. There's the cat question. There is the death section. Bruce, what's up, Bruce? Says, did Cat put the soul stone up Jane's butt? <laughs> God knows she needs a soul. Uh, Alice McCarthy says, yeah, my wife went to see Endgame for me and her and her during your Saturday live stream. She's a super nerdy Marvel Comics fan. She comes home and says, what the, what in the heck was that crap? Alex, that's awesome, man. Yes, that is awesome. Uh, CB says, the Hulk was reduced to a green and slightly bigger Bruce Banner. No rage, not thin skin, just Banner. The Hulk is gone. Rip. Yeah, seriously. And not seeing him get to Hulk out was stupid. Hipster Hulk, not a fan. Uh, Tina says, "Don't uh, just don't come to try to beat me up. I didn't tell you any details about the Orville. I'm armed. Tina, I Tina, I would not mess with you. Steph says, Viva the Snyder Cut! <laughs> Peabody, I just got annoyed when Hipster Hulk threw away a perfectly good motorbike. I know, right? That's a good point. Uh, Amber Buckley says, How do you think the Soul Stone was returned? That is the number one question. Because a soul for a soul is what it said. Again, a soul for a soul is what is said, and so it seems to me that someone should be returned, right? I mean, it would have been really nice to see that interaction with Red Skull again, right? It would have been really cool to see Captain America and Red Skull again, but we can't see that. We just have to assume that the timeline they've set up works, and that it's logical, even though it's not, and then just be like, oh no, the soul stone was returned. He just put it on the ground. So now the next person that comes can just pick it up off the ground, right? Again, does not make any damn sense. And they still don't have any stones in their present. How can time still exist when reality and time, the flow of time itself, is said to have been only been able to be maintained by all the stones existing at once? All right, let me jump over to DLive because there's a lot of people over on DLive. Oh, boy. Um, Let's see. Let us see. Let us see. Let us see. Let us see. Um, let's see. My master says, why didn't Thanos snap his fingers and make it so people can no longer have more than one child? Oh, that's a good point. If that's what he really wanted to do. 
Uh, PY says, because pharma companies would lose too much revenue of contraceptive <laughs> Oh, gosh. Oh, Lord. Uh, Brad says, Bran shot another look at Tyrion in this episode. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Phonema says, Bran will kill her with his VR ravens. <laughs> yes, the VR ravens. Uh, Marty, WY32, thanks for the follow. Uh, Phonemo says, the flame lady just appeared out of nowhere in this episode. Yep, Dave Six Machina. Uh, Peabody says, Endgame was much better than Infinity War. That is factually inaccurate. You can subjectively like it more, but objectively speaking, Infinity War is a much better story arc. Is a, is a much more consistent story than Endgame is. Uh, Wonder Girl, hello with the rose. Thank you, Wonder Girl. Appreciate it. D- Wonder Girl, thank you for the three lemons. I appreciate that. Cowboy fans for life, thank you for the follow. Uh, Captain FN says, Hail Odin, just stupid, uh, just stopping to throw a lemon. Never really been an MCU fan except for Deadpool and never seen Game of Thrones. Well, Captain FN, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Brad Beer Hunter, what's going on, dude? Thanks for the chill pup. Uh, Captain F. Ed, thank you for the ice cream and lemon. Appreciate that. My master, thank you very much for the lemon. He's feeling sexy today. <laughs> nice. Uh, Esteban64, thank you for the follow. And Brad says, so where is Brie Larson going to put her best supporting actress Oscar for Endgame? Oh, gosh. If that if that happens, it's not going to. But if that happens, if she gets best... <laughs> oh, man. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't it be nice? Peabody, objectively, you're inconsistent. Nope. Um, prove it, Peabody. Prove it. Melisandre. Uh, see, Greta says, Game of Thrones, now I have processed and saw reviews. The episode wasn't, uh, what, now I've seen and processed it and saw the reviews. The episode wasn't that great. I did love Arya moment. I think they played it too safe with the deaths. They played it way too safe with the deaths. I, deaths, I definitely think that. Um, and yeah, the deaths just seemed, you know, so non-consequential. The only one that I actually felt anything for in any real way was Theon because it was great to see him get that redemption story, but also him just like running to the Night King and getting killed like that. I I I wasn't okay with that. For a second, I honestly thought they were gonna try and rip it straight from Lord of the Rings and have him die the same way Boromir does and just get shot by a bunch of ice arrows and keep on fighting. And even though it would have been a total ripoff, you know what? It would have been a much more badass way to go out. I would say. <laughs> But yeah, objectively speaking, it's just not, it's just not very good. Um, let us see. Um, Greta says, Battle of the Bastards was better. Battle of the Bastards was so much better. That is an excellent, excellent episode, Greta. Uh, Super says, Ed, Liana, Jorah, Beric, uh, Melisandre, and Theon died. Rest in peace, fam. Rest in peace, fam. Ed? Is Ed the brother from the Night's Watch? I'm assuming that was who Ed was. Liana Mormons. That's right. Liana Mormons. Sorry. Uh, Jorah, Beric, uh, Melisandre, Theon. Uh, both dragons did survive, Austin. Uh, there were a lot of questions about that on the Doomcock Gary stream last night. And apparently in the preview, they do confirm that there are still two dragons left. And also that uh, Ghost survived as well. Al Bundy is here. What's up, Al Bundy? Uh, Tina says, and that poor cavalry charge, it was like Pickett's charge at Gettysburg. Just get just get your troops mowed down and sacrifice them. Yeah, but as I said before, I think that it served a purpose. I, didn't, I mean, I would have loved to see them kick some ass, but I think it did serve a purpose. Uh, CB says, darkness, only purpose in entertainment is to obscure light, being quality in fighting or how good a scene actually is. Dark can be useful, but sometimes it's just lazy. Yeah, seriously. Dark can be used the right way sometimes, 
but in that episode it was just used so that way they could hide the non the no choreography <laughs> like seriously like the really poorly choreographed fight scenes and the really bad CGI that's what they used it for uh, a sensor says which death moved you the most Theons even though it wasn't the best Theons uh, super says um, actually no Jora. Oh, no, I'm sorry, Jorah's. Oh, my God, Jorah. See, that is the way I wanted Theon to go out, fighting. Like, that dude was dead on his feet, but he kept getting back up because he wanted to defend his queen. And Jorah's, yes, Jorah, sorry, Jorah's death moved me the most because I love the actor that plays him. It's awesome, and I definitely, uh, yes, that one. And also to see her reaction to his death is also a very powerful moment, too. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go with uh, Jor Mormon's death. Bless you. Uh, Super says, and another thing that made last night's episode so disappointing was the director they got is my fave, and the last time D&D worked with him, we got Hard Home and Battle of the Bastards. Yeah, I know, seriously. Like, the director was a good director, but obviously he was only given so much to work with. Uh, Steph says, you mad because I was tardy for the party? Yes, Steph, always mad. Greta says, saw a meme where it said, RIP to lighting department, Barrick and Melisandre. <laughs> okay, Barrick was the guy with the light lit sword. Okay, I got you. River, what are you doing? River is trying to get into my lap. What are you doing? I'm in the middle of a stream. I love you, but come on. Okay, Barrick is the guy with the light up sword. The other, the other person that follows the uh, god of light. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> that's great though rip the lighting department yeah seriously because without them we wouldn't be able to see a damn thing uh, Super says this is where we disagree my dear friend Arya should not have survived her assassination attempt in Bravos, and she shouldn't have beaten Brienne total Mary Sue moment to me and again we can agree to disagree there I just think that she received enough training to be able to pull that off and she also has the willpower, I think, to be able to pull that off. Souls as says, the darkness made the whole show seem cheap, but the scene where the Dothraki fighting was good. Yeah, again, I think that it served a purpose, so I was okay with that. Rhaegar Targaryen says, Thanos said he was inevitable. Hashtag Thanos lives. Also, good Game of Thrones episode, but I don't like how the Night King went out. Also, is he really gone? I mean, it seems that he is gone because he explodes. His entire army explodes almost immediately, so I don't see how they would bring him back. I think that he's gone. I think he is gone for good. Um, but I will say overall that, yeah, I think that Thanos will definitely come back at some point because of the timelines. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna try and build this whole multiverse thing. So there could definitely be a time when he comes back. Bruce, let us uh, let us know when you watch Naked Prey. I would love to hear what you think about it. I will let you know when I see that and Akira, dude. So thank you again for sending me Naked Prey and Akira, man. So shout out to Bruce again for sending me those movies. And once I have time, we'll definitely be sitting down to watch it. Uh, Eva says, wasn't, let's see, River, you are incorrigible. Um, Eva says, wasn't the either already destroyed, uh, a destroyed stone, or did I get that wrong? So the either was the reality stone, and it's not an actual stone, it's more of an essence, and that's why it had to be extracted from Jane, uh, is it Jane Foster? Yeah, sorry, Jane Foster. Ariak Drake says, uh, <clears throat> So yeah, I guess it had to be. I guess it had to be turned into a stone. It had to be compressed into a stone. I guess. Ariac says it's Game of Thrones. Think of all the setups started just to have a character die or circumstances change. No, Ariac, that's a good point. I and I made this point in my video. Subverting expectations is not a bad thing. Think about the Red Wedding. That subverted a lot of expectations. However, it was consistent with the characters that pulled it off. It furthered the story along, and it didn't contradict anything. This, on the other hand, did not. 
This contradicted a lot Jon Snow's character buildup, for one, and it also ruined the entire buildup of the Night King to be the big bat, to be have him get killed in one episode. So I think that's why people had a problem with it. Modern Dude Thing says, can't stay, haven't seen Endgame yet, my videos aren't are doing well. Modern Dude Thing, glad to hear your videos are doing well, man. John Winkler says, hello, good sir, I'm so sorry, very, very sorry about being late. Uh, by the way, may I have permission to use this term, vagina hive mind for feminists? I think the term fits well. <laughs> Dude, you go ahead, man. Uh, Greta says, I think Jamie will kill Cersei. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Greta says, it follows her prophecy of Jamie kills, uh, kills her. Yes, that that is definitely true. That is definitely true. He is the Kingslayer. John Winkler says, can we make fun of Roundhead Johnson for trolling this episode? <laughs> I did see that on Twitter. After that episode died, he says, I had an entire theory about the Night King. And it's like, okay, thanks for trolling a bunch of people for your crappy movie. Because your movie is still crappy, by the way, Ryan Johnson. Uh, Ray Gartagian says, is Deus Ex Machina a good thing or a bad thing? I know it's a film term. Um, it's, it's basically, it's a film concept. It's a character or plot device that's used that basically just, it's God in the machine is how it translates. And basically what it means is, oh my gosh. So for example, Captain Marvel is the living embodiment of a deus ex machina in Endgame because all of a sudden you have two people that are about to die. Tony Stark being one of them who shows up at the last second, boom, Captain Marvel, um, Thanos' army is about to destroy them with uh, firing the rockets. Oh my gosh, they're all going to die. Who comes to save them in the last second? Boom. Captain Marvel. So, again, it's that last second, last minute, you know, miraculous recovery. And it can either be a, a character or sometimes it can just be the actual plot itself. So, it's, it's, I would say it's lazy storytelling. Sometimes it can be effective. However, most of the time, especially when it comes to this, it's, it's lazy. JJ, the best thing for me this past weekend was Cobra Kai 2, hashtag Stingray, the ultimate weapon against Thanos, the Night King. Oh my god, dude, yes. Guys, Cobra Kai Season 2 is so damn good. Do yourself a favor and watch it. It's fantastic. Episode 10, with that like 15 to 20 minute fight scene in the high school, is freaking phenomenal. The choreography is fantastic. And yes, Stingray is one of my favorite new characters. And him winning the battle of red and black, oh my gosh. So funny. Seeing him in the battle of the high school was also great. Uh, Zuber says, also Night King smiling will give me nightmares for weeks to come. My God, it was so weird. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Alice McCarthy says, would have been better if Cap snapped, uh, then dies. The shield goes to Bucky. Tony retires and Rhodey becomes Iron Man. Sorry that ending for Cap was a big nope for me. And, yeah, and also the fact that he goes back in time. So he, he has all the time in the world. And what does he do? Oh, he marries the woman that he loves and... I'm assuming that means because that now becomes his future and he shows up in their present as an old man. That means that the pre-established timeline of her getting married and having kids, which has been now confirmed. She did get married and she did have kids after, uh, after Captain America. And so now all of that's been wiped away. That is not consistent with his character. His character would not wipe out an entire life for the person that he loves would not wipe out all of the kids that she has the happy life. She even says on her bed, she had a happy life. He would not do that. Captain America is not a selfish person. So yeah, you've just created once again, another one of the major plot inconsistencies, character inconsistencies of Endgame. God, man, every time. 
You think about it even more, it gets worse. Greta says, did someone say they hate cats? Yes, Greta. Cats are not as good as dogs. That is a fact. And you cannot prove me wrong. You cannot prove me wrong, Greta. <laughs> uh, John Early says, I am inevitable and I am Iron Man. Can you think of a better hero villain exchange of lines than that? John Early, it is an awesome one. As I said, almost every part of Iron Man's character arc is perfect except for the whole uh, nanotech. Uh, yeah, nanotech does not equal magic. Seriously, like that, that bothered me a lot. However, it was awesome to hear the I am Iron Man snap. That was really cool. It would have been better, though, had it been another gauntlet or had they actually gone to the same place where Mjolnir was created and done something similar. But no. Using nanotech, it just doesn't make any point. It just doesn't make any sense. All right, going over my D-Live peeps. Uh, Esteban, thank you very much for the lemon. I appreciate that. I uh, appreciate that. Enter. Let's see. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Actually, this. Um, people on D-Live, if you want to ask me a question on D-Live, can you just at me? Because I noticed that that's, that's something that actually sh- shows up if you at me. That way I'll know. Um, let's see. My master says, a better ending for Endgame would have been that Captain Marvel and Captain America look at each other and fall in love than hold hands. <laughs> yes, the captains getting together. That's what everyone wants to see, my master. You're so true. That is so true. <laughs> Phonemo, does the North even have an army anymore? Seriously, who is left? Yes, the main character survived, but way more, like, non-existent NPCs get killed. (laughs) River is Captain Marvel. Hell no. River is not Captain Marvel. River is better than that. Captain Marvel does a hyperspace ram. She does. That is true. Phonemo, maybe he found a timeline where she didn't get married, but yeah, they don't really make clear that they can go through the different timelines. It's just that when they show up, I thought it was assumed, insinuated, that they've created a new timeline. However, if he's created a new timeline, how does he show up automatically in their present as an old man? That would assume that he's lived out his days and has now gone to that spot. Doesn't make any sense. Does not work. Laura says, good point. Thank you. Bucky. Oh, my God. (laughs) Foul Bucky. Oh, man. That's funny. Oh, Brad. I want Falcon and Bucky. So Brad says, I want Falcon and Bucky to fall in love so I can give them a shipper name. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, Brad, that's great. Uh, Laura, thank you very much for adding. I appreciate that. Uh, Laura over on DLive says, didn't some of the northern men not come to Winterfell? I think so. I think that is the case that not all of them did, but they all got killed. I think, I think that was the uh, premise, was that if they didn't go to Winterfell, that they got killed. Because remember, they said like the, the, that certain people didn't show up, and then they said what happened to them. Oh, they've been destroyed already. Their entire armies have been destroyed. So I thought that was what was established. Um, Peabody says, might make more sense if you read the entire comments. I, I read the entire comment. Yeah, sorry. I got it. Yeah. So Brad says, I want Falcon and Bucky to fall in love to get a shipper name. So you do the math. Falcon, Bucky. What do you think Brad, our pet troll, decided to combine those words to say? Uh, I'll give you a hint. Take take the name Bucky and add an F. Uh, Laura, thank you very much for the three lemons on DLive. I appreciate that. <laughs> Laura. Hashtag Effie for life. Yes. <laughs> P.S. Super, seriously. Nanotech does not equal magic. It does not work. Hyron says, oh, I agree that's out of place that his nanotech was able to withhold the stones. They should have gone to uh, Atri to merge it with Uru Metal. Would have made more sense. Yes, indeed. And if they can travel through time, then it is totally... And also, they can apparently travel at the speed of light. 
they established that in the movie too, they can at least go there and do it rather quickly. Um, Bruce says, that was my biggest issue. I thought Black Widow should have returned to life when Cap returned the Soul Stone. Yeah, I mean, it seems to be the case that that would be the thing. But we were joking last night saying how, um, you know, it's a, oh, nope, there's, all sales are final. All sales are final. You know, can't take it back. So, it would be nice if they set rules and followed them. The problem is that they sent very broad, obscure rules and can't even follow those. (laughs) Again, so many timeline issues. Uh, JJ, thank you very much for the super chat. Says Cap had time watch. He likely ported back, but he wasn't wearing the suit either. Remember that also this. They established that they needed to be wearing the suit. He wasn't wearing the suit anymore. He was wearing regular clothing. Remember when he left, he had to wear the suit. And that's why also, how can Thanos go through the quantum realm without having his own wristband and without having the suit? Oh, he had a wristband from from Nebula. Okay, that's one wristband, and it was established that you needed to have a wristband for each individual person, and that each individual person had to wear a suit. Okay? So that's why I don't think porting back works either. JJ. Atlan3000, thanks for following me over on Twitch. Appreciate you. Yivo says, I thought they only needed to return the stones to the night to the right timelines, not put them back exactly where they found them. But you see, that's what he's... That, that's what, but you see, that's the thing. Hulk insinuates that you put them in the exact timelines from the exact moment that they were taken. That was the other part of it, from the exact moment that they were taken, which insinuates that they're being put back at the exact you know moment. Because also, here's the problem with the Soul Stone, though, is that if you go back to that moment, you can't take it away. You can't just put it back. And again, if you can just put it back, then, you know, and everything is right with the world and everything goes back, I'm sorry, but how is Black Widow still dead? Again, there are these logical inconsistencies that just don't work. They decided to use time travel as a convenience rather than as a good, you know, you know plot element. Uh, Hammer says, why didn't Thor cut off Thanos' head in Infinity War? Great question, Hammer. Seems to make sense, right? Searchroom Gaming says, do you think Hulk will get a standalone film anytime soon? P.S. My favorite superhero. Probably not. And the reason why, actually, is because of rights issues. So, basically, Disney does not have the rights to create a solo Hulk film. This is actually an interesting story. And it all has to do with the fact that when they made the first Hulk film, remember that when it comes to the likeness of characters, Disney owns most of the likeness rights. They don't own completely Hulk. Because remember, Universal Studios has what roller coaster? The Incredible Hulk, as well as many others. And so therefore, because of that, in order for them to make a solo Hulk film, they would need not only the permission, but also to work in conjunction with Universal in order to get that going. So that's why we haven't had a solo Hulk film since then. Interesting fact. Souls Ass says, I gotta see Endgame this morning, and the movie was meh, even with the spoilers. Best part when everyone booed at Captain Marvel cheered when she got punched by Thanos. Soul Assassin, that's awesome, dude. Man, I wish my theater had done that. But no, my theater was too busy clapping for the uh, for the uh, <laughs> for the A Force for the yay, the affirmative action force. Yeah, they clapped. I was cringing the whole time. I was like, really? Uh, this is why I'm glad I'm leaving this city. Uh, Peabody says, objectively speaking, Aquaman was rubbish. I won't argue with you, but you do pick and choose. Objectively speaking, Aquaman was rubbish. I did say I said that. That's why I gave it I gave it a C plus. 
because objectively it wasn't good. Peabody, what, what point are you trying to make, man? Huh? What point are you trying to make? <laughs> uh, again, guys, if you want to get my attention, Odin question, all one word, Odin question. That's how you get my attention. G Monkey says, let's have all the weaklings hide in a crypt full of dead people that the Night King can bring to life. Yeah, great, great job, peeps. Excellent work. Excellent work. Super, wait. If Rhaegal didn't die, that means Viserion was left standing after the damage Rhaegal did to him. How How could Dragon still breathe fire with its jaw off? You see, it was so hard to see. I didn't even see the jaw off. So, no, basically, um, the Night King's dragon got killed. And it, it, that was a dragon I thought that had the jaw that was ripped off. Because there was flames coming out the mouth, but also at the side of his neck and stuff. So I thought that was the uh, that was the dragon that died. The other one though that that crashed to the ground, the one that John was riding, I believe the promo shows that that uh, the both of the um, the good dragons one could say are still alive. Let's see, Laura over on D Live says Cap was so out of character with the cursing. I agree, Cap was very inconsistent with his character, and I did not like it at all. That's why I said the only good character arc in the movie, or rather the best character arc was Tony Stark. Um, Black Widow was very close to that. Black Widow, oh my god. Scarlett Johansson was amazing in that movie. Uh, Casamosa says, maybe D&D was itching to finish the series because the Star Wars are ready to be starting. They should be finished first this series in a good way, not at lazy writing. Now seriously, and also what they've just done is they've made everyone that was even a little bit excited for their trilogy movies that much more scared that they're going to be just like Ryan Johnson and just try to subvert your expectations. And as we can see, that doesn't work. Um, Rob McRae says, I love your objective versus subjective breakdown. It's very fair. Um, OT question. Why do you think the Infinity Stones uh, floated over to Tony? Did the nanotech fly the stones to Tony? So based on what we see, it seems that the nanotech must have been able to somehow not only grab the stones, but also put them in the proper place um, when he was trying to get the gauntlet off. And so we can assume and insinuate that it was the nanotech that got the stones from Thanos. But yeah, it's, it's a messy question. Yeah, they didn't fly over. It was that in the process of him grabbing the gauntlet, they must have grabbed onto the stones and pulled them over to him. Which, again, nanotech shouldn't be able to do that, but okay. <laughs> you've already broken all the other rules and conventions that you've laid out, so why why not do more? And uh, Rob McRae, thank you very much, man. I appreciate that. I try and do the best that I can. I try and do the best that I can. John Winkler says, I see you are streaming with Anna later. I'm bringing all the stories with me. Yes, John Winkler. I am indeed. So once this stream is over um, at around 8.30 my time, so I'll be going another 30 minutes or so. So around 8.30 my time, I'll be going over. So 8.30 Central, 6.30 uh, Pacific time. So 6.30 her time. We will be doing a stream together talking Endgame as well. So uh, definitely bring the stories over there because I will love to see those in the chat. Uh, Cast Armosa says, what streaming platform is Cobra Kai uh, can can be streamed? So that's on YouTube Red. And so if you have YouTube Red, if you have the YouTube um, subscription, so that way you can like skip ads and downloads and stuff, like the YouTube Premium, you have access to it. Also, if you have YouTube TV, you have access to it as well. Those are the only platforms it's available on, um, officially, legally, I should say. I'm sure there's other ways you can find it. Uh, Laura over on DLive says, I got to watch Game of Thrones episode again. Yeah, Laura, I, I kind of want to see it again too, just to be able to look at it. Because obviously a lot of it was like shock and awe. That's why I left with a much more positive subjective experience of the episode. 
But knowing that there were objective flaws throughout, I kind of want to go back and really break it down too and really see ooh, just how good or how bad was it. And guys, remember, if you're watching over on DLive, just tag my channel like what Laura did over there, and then that way I'll know that you um, you want to get my attention over there. It'll make things easier for me. Just like on YouTube, make sure you put Odin question, and that way I'll, I'll know that you want to get my attention over there. All right, so YouTube... Uh, Rhaegar Targaryen says, we don't trade lives, Cap. Spot on Odin. Yeah, exactly. Seriously. We don't trade lives, says Cap. Does not make any sense with his character that he would ruin Peggy's happy life that he already knew was a happy life. And the only way that you can explain that is if you say, oh, well, it's because it's a new timeline. But if it's a new timeline, how does he show up in the present? Again, doesn't make any sense. And it's lazy. Alex McCarthy says, yep, Marvel Studios got their claws on Cap's ending. I don't believe the Russo brothers would have done that. I mean, come on, they made the epic movie that is Captain America Winter Soldier. Yep, yep, absolutely, seriously. They made that movie. They also did Civil War, which was also an excellent movie. I know that it's not perfect. It's definitely not as good as Winter Winter Soldier might arguably be the best MCU film. I love it. I love, I love, I love that movie so much. And every time I think about it, I'm like, God, I want to watch it again. Because it's that well, it's that, but Civil War is great too, and Infinity War is also a very good, fun movie, despite what Mister Peabody says. <laughs> so yeah, it made little sense to me that they were the same people, and also the writers were the same writers from Winter Soldier. So it definitely seems like there must have been some type of inter, you know studio interference. But also based on reading the interview that the writers gave, I think that they just bit off way too much. Because imagine if you will. If they took time travel off the table, what they could have done in that situation then is they could have written a different story using different means. They could have actually created like a new and original story that didn't have to do anything with time travel. And actually, it would have been better. I was saying this before. If you're going to make the argument that the, 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 uh, the stone's being destroyed, that they can't actually be destroyed, but rather that they have been literally reduced to the size of atoms so that they can't be found or used... I would be much more interested in seeing a movie where they're going through the quantum realm, not to travel through time, but to try and find the actual stones, um, you know, at the atomic level, because then you could definitely make it where maybe the trouble, maybe the uh, chaos is in the quantum realm itself. And now, of course, that would require you not to kill Thanos early on. And of course, I don't like I didn't like that aspect. I didn't like Thanos being killed early on. Um, yeah, so I think that they could have done, I, they could have been a lot more creative. They could have been a lot more creative with it. John Early says, who do you blame more for what happened in Endgame? The studio heads, the writers, or directors? Because as far as I'm concerned, they're all to blame. They all share some part of the blame, for sure. But I think that the studios are definitely trying to ask more and more of their writers and directors. I think that the studio said, these are the things you have to do. And then the writers said, okay, how are we going to do that? And then the directors were like, We'll work whatever you with whatever you give us, and they try to do the very best that they could with what they had, but doesn't make it good either. Um, Rhaegar Rhaegar Targaryen Tug- says a bulky Balkan Falucky. Yes, you're exactly right. Yep, <laughs> you got it. Bruce says for me, killing Black Widow was the last straw for me in the MCU. Yeah, that was stupid. You killed the best and strongest, not strongest obviously, but to me the best female Avenger. Up to that point. The, uh, the best character, I would say. Uh, the strongest female Avenger, I would argue, is Scarlet Witch. Like, seriously. If you want to push somebody, push her. 
She's been established. She's been around. She's got really cool powers that you've only scratched the surface of. She almost defeated Thanos by herself. I mean, I, you know, remember that scene? She's like almost crushing him with her magic. It was awesome. It was so cool to see. Um, there was a lot they could have, a lot more they could do with her character. But no, they want to go with the direction of the, you know, the awful haircutted <laughs> Captain Marvel because they want to go woke. Seriously, like God, so bad. Uh, Alice McCarthy says, um, was watching Captain America Winter Soldier for the millionth time last night. I'm just like, sorry, Cap and Bucky tossing the shield, uh, shield at death speeds at each. Ain't no way Sam can do that. No, Sam can't. Sam does not have the serum. Sam does not have the ability to wield the shield, as I love to always rhyme. He does not have the ability to wield the shield. It makes no sense, and it fits in this narrative that they try to set. Keep in mind, who are the people that things are, you know, that are passed on to? Think about it. Asgard is given over to Valkyrie. Okay. You have an image in your head. All right, Valkyrie. Uh, Captain America, that moniker is now given over to Falcon. Keep that image in your head. Iron Man is now dead. Captain America is now gone. You, you, you're, you know, Hulk is now hipster Hulk. Thor is now fat Thor. Ant-Man is still Ant-Man and is still being underutilized. So, basically, your new leaders, theoretically, in these major places, whether whether it's in New Asgard or whether it's in the Avengers or uh, the the new Captain America, it all fits a certain narrative that they're trying to push. And I know some people are saying, oh, no, that's not what's going on. I'm sorry, but please explain to me logically how Falcon makes any sense to wield the shield. And especially, how can you argue in any capacity, that he is more worthy and able to carry the shield than Bucky. And please explain to me how anyone else other than Bucky would have a consistent like conclusion to their story arc of redemption. That was the redemptive that was the redemptive moment that Bucky needed. But no, had to give it to Falcon because of identity politics. And it's stupid. Soulsass says, do you think Daenerys will turn on Jon for the Iron Throne? Yeah, uh, me and the wife were talking about this a bit. And I think the throne's going to get destroyed. And I uh, I think that we could possibly see the kingdom just end up split in a mutual way. I think we could see a mutual split where they don't end up together, but they um, each take their own piece of the pie. So the north stays independent and then the South maybe gets split up among the various peoples that are left. Um, I, if I had to predict anything, that's that's more of what Freya thinks. If I had to make any prediction, I think we're going to get an oligarchy. I think we're going to get an oligarchical system, and I think Tyrion is going to be one of the leaders of that. Uh, Tina says, I'll find the link, but YouTuber David Stewart did a video about the Thanos population control issue, how it was never properly addressed, made you think, yeah. Um, I honestly think that that's actually a movie that I'm probably going to try to show my juniors before the end of the year. Um, I was going to show it to them anyway because we deal with moral theology. And I think that that is actually a really good moral question of if you had the ability just completely without whim to wipe out half the universe because for some reason you thought that the universe was going to like destroy itself or something like that, is that moral or not? And you would think that the answer would be clear. But then you've also never dealt with high school students before, so you get some you get some pretty interesting answers. Orange Chat Reviews, what's going on, bruv? Uh, Casarmosa says, Mods are working hard. Let's keep the Odin questions going. Casarmosa, thank you very much. And yes, huge shout out to Tina and Steph. They are awesome. Uh, Tina says, so, 
Is the CU gave Aquaman better than the CU gave Endgame? Just asking for a friend. Jason Momoa is beautiful. <laughs> asking for a friend. Sure, Tina. So I gave a solid C to Endgame. I gave a C plus to Aquaman. So by its very nature, it's better. Marginally, but obviously, if I was going to do a comparison between the two, because keep in mind that those are just my, that's my gut reaction grade, and I very rarely sway. I, if I if I ever move the needle, it's going to be by like a half a grade, so a C to a C minus or a C plus to a C. If you wanted me to ever do like a comparison, like an objective comparison between the two, I could do that. Like, I could totally do that, and there might be a different ending between the two, because obviously I've seen Aquaman uh, twice, and I've only seen Endgame once, so... Um, but yeah, I think that based on my current thought process, Aquaman does not have this many narrative inconsistencies and problems. It has a lot of other problems, especially with the CGI, but at least it's a little more of a consistent story, I will say. Not nearly as many problems. Eric! Uh, Antonio, what's going on? So Marvel can bring in everything else from the comics, but not allowed to just add the A-Force? There's... Oh... <laughs> uh, I know who Rivera is, and Rivera knows that I know who he is, and I see that he's also over on DLive trolling. So once again, the A-Force, the A-Force is unnecessary. And the reason why is because if the thing you want is equality, guess what you don't do? You don't put everyone of the same gender on the same team and say, look what we got. You don't say, oh my gosh, look how diverse we can put. Oh, let's take all of our female characters and put them on the screen at the same time. Oh my gosh, no. If you want equality, ah, oh, River. 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 Oh, River is not happy with me. I bet she has to go outside. I bet she has to go outside. So I might have to put a be right back up in a second, guys. Um, which is very rare. I usually don't have to do that. Um, but no, so Antonio... The reason why it's problematic, the reason why it's problematic is because it's being forced. And as I said, one of the coolest moments that they could have had on screen is to have Captain Marvel fighting alongside Thor. Could you imagine an OP Thor and OK Captain Marvel, fight, Captain Marvel fighting beside each other as equals? That's a better image. That's why one of the coolest images is Iron Man and his wife fighting alongside each other. Seeing Ant-Man and the Wasp fighting alongside each other. Because then there is an equality amongst them. But just saying, look at all the female characters we have. We have the women. No. I'm sorry. That is identity politics and that is stupid. Uh, Jason Artis says, which organization protects Earth best? S.H.I.E.L.D. or Men in Black? <laughs> well, seeing how, how much the Earth has been destroyed... Um, in the in the MCU, I guess you could argue Men in Black has done a much better job of protecting. Eric Walker, what's going on? Eric says Nebula had a good character arc. She symbolically killed her old self. Yes, Nebula also had a good one. That's why the two standouts. If I had to choose two standouts, it would be the top two would be uh, Nebula and it would be Tony Stark, and then uh, I put you know I, obviously I'd put Black Widow up there too. For sure. Super says, but no, at the end of the episode, John is being chased by a dragon that breathes blue fire. If both good dragons are still alive, that means the dragon at the end had to be the Night Kings. No, no, no. The dragon at the end was the Night Kings. I didn't. I never said that it wasn't. I was saying that in the look, in the, the promo for next week's episode, they show both the dragons, the, the, the good dragons. No, no, no. The dragon at the end gets killed, and that is the evil dragon. That is the Night King's dragon. 
Um, Mystic Butterfly, thank you very much for the lemon. Argcorp, thank you for the lemon as well. Laura, thank you for the lemon as well. Um, because uh, Falcon had the shield in the comic says Argcorp. Yeah, here's the thing, though. Argcorp, know your history, dude. So, prior to Disney taking over, prior to Disney taking over Marvel Comics, you know who Captain America's successor was? Bucky. And it did very well. That variation did very well. I know this because I'm good friends with a good dude named Gary over on the Nerdrotic channel who actually ran and owned a comic store. So the guy knows his stuff. Comic did very well. He would know. He sold it. And so that is very different than when all of a sudden Disney takes over. And then when Disney decides to replace Captain America, who do they choose? Falcon. Disney obviously has much more of an agenda behind its choices than the general comic book populace. So that's why you can't make that argument because, yeah, it's true. It happens in the comics, but it only happened in the comics after Disney took over. Bucky, from the very beginning, was the first person to be given the shield. And also, even if the comics are taken out of the equation, logically speaking, Bucky makes the most sense to have the shield. What can Falcon do with it? He can block things. He can't throw it the same way. Unless he's going to add it onto his wing and he's going to throw it from his wing. But then it just creates a complication of how does he catch it? <laughs> he can't wield it the same way as uh, as Bucky can. So it doesn't work. I see that y'all were having a lot of uh, a lot of fun in the chat. Mr. Butterfly, thanks for the follow over on DLive. Laura says, uh, Game of Thrones stole their ending from the 80s movie Lost Boys. I haven't seen Lost Boys. So I saw you make that reference the other day and I didn't quite get it. Because I've never actually seen it. <laughs> um... Let's see. R Corp says they don't really push any identity politics dialogue, but people pushed it onto the movie. No, no, no. They, they totally do. Again, you're telling me that on the battlefield, on the battlefield, somehow, some way, every single character with the same chromosomes ended up together to say she's not alone. That's forced. That is forced identity politics on screen, and that is why the A Force. It should not happen because what they're going to do is they're going to utilize it as a political machine and political motive. All right. All right. Cool. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. DC Marvel says, hey, I love your videos. Do you think DC could do it better with Justice League 2? I really hope so. They need to get a good director. They can't go in the Zack Snyder direction. I know a lot of people like Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder was not good for the DCU. What they need is they need someone with a creative vision. They need their own Kevin Feige. And I know that Kevin Feige is making a lot of really crappy choices now, but there are a lot of movies that were really good under the reign of Kevin Feige. So if they can get a creative head at the top, a producer at the head of the DCEU, if Warner Brothers can get that going and can get the right director and the right team, they could definitely make a good Justice League film. But I think based on what I'm seeing... It seems to be the case that they're going to try and do the individual stories for now. And I think they've actually possibly even abandoned making their own expanded universe. And instead just making it these individual stories. Because there is no plans at this point for a Justice League 2. Many of their uh, movies that were meant to set up for it are falling apart. Like Flashpoint and Cyborg. Uh, the only movie that we know about that's coming up that's officially part of the DCU as we know it is Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, Aquaman 2 is going to come down the pipe at some point. You know, the Joker film is uh, is seemingly independent of this universe. So, it, yeah, I, I, it looks like they're in the rebuilding phase. So if they, if they want to come back, they can definitely come back, but it's going to take a lot of work, and they're going to need the right person at the top in order to pull that off. 
Uh, but DC Marvel, thank you very much, man. Appreciate that. Uh, Asperghati says, Steve to Bucky, I'm with you till the end of the line. So now Cap cause, you know, cusses and lies. Yeah, seriously. Captain America's character is so inconsistent with everything that's been established previously. CW Trixie says, it was nice to see Clint play his alternate identity of Ronan while going after the Yanks. That was pretty badass. I liked Clint's character a lot, too. As I said, there are very good characters in here. And there's great actors in here, too. It's just, it's sad that so many of them are are kind of ruined. And actually, I would say the biggest and most powerful are ruined. But yeah, I love seeing that street-level stuff. Seeing the street-level Ronin character killing all the bad guys. And again, it makes sense with his character. His family, he watched his family, dis- you know, obviously didn't see them fade, but his family disappeared, you know, right next to him. And all of a sudden now he's got to deal with that and he sees there's still crime going on in the world. And so half the entire universe's population has been wiped out. And what is he left with? People who are killing people, people who are um, wronging people are still around. But his family, his innocent family is gone. So again, you understand the psychology behind why Ronan does what he does. He's in grief, but also he's using that anti-hero logic of, but I'm only killing bad guys. Orange Hat Review says, when I saw the end game the first time with people, when the credits rolled and I said, well, that sucked, everyone looked at me and they all looked like they <laughs> they saw some horrible being. Orange Hat Reviews, dude. Seriously, man. When I did my uh, review, man, the hate I got. I got so much hate. That video still has like almost 400 dislikes. There was so much hate on that video. Now, there are a lot more people that liked it and at least understood where I was coming from. But yeah, man, had I said that during the movie, in the audience that I was with, seeing that they cheered the A-Force when they came on screen in that very cringeworthy forced, you know, forced shots, it would not have been good for me. I probably would have ended up like that guy that spoiled the movie before it started. <laughs> uh, Gaster Moses says, loving this Odin question, but why uh, why Bran did nothing to watch Theon Greyjoy die? I think the logic that the showrunners would give you is that he can't control what happens. He simply just knows what happens. And so what happens will happen. And so he basically says all that he can say, all that he's allowed to say. That's probably the logic that they give. I think it's stupid, too, because Bran is no longer Bran at this point. And I know they're trying to establish that he's not Bran, that instead he's the third-eyed raven, you know, three-eyed raven, and, and then this is whole thing. But they haven't really gone into much detail about what the three-eyed raven is and, and how it applies and where Bran is. And is Bran even a part of the discussion anymore? Is he just trapped? Is he a, is he a multi-personality disorder? We don't know. They haven't explained that either. Again, there's a lot of things they need to explain before this series ends, and I don't think they're going to do it. Hyron says, my personal positives, I thought Hawkeye was used pretty well. For me personally, I loved Natasha's humanity. Yep, both great characters in the movie, for sure. And the acting is fantastic. The acting is absolutely fantastic. Okay, let's see. Chat jumped on me again, so let's see where we are. Hybrid says, uh, with your permission, are you okay if I send my handwritten version of Endgame via Gmail to you? You can. I cannot promise you I'll be able to read it anytime soon. <laughs> uh, Tanya Rivera says, okay, come on. Adam's big like no one wants to watch 10 people going an adventure to find needles in a haystack. Um, again, at least it wouldn't destroy the entire narrative, Antonio. And again, they could easily try and put you know, some type of creatures or some types of elements in the quantum realm. Or they could try and make an argument, because if you don't kill Thanos, again, if Thanos doesn't die, then Thanos is still around and can still be a big bad, and you could have actually a battle in the quantum realm, and then guess what? The way he's defeated, he disappears into a wormhole somewhere. 
Because then, guess what? He's not really dead, but he's gone. He's been defeated, but he's not dead. And I think that overall, you at least save yourself from having the story. Obviously, that you then take away the awesome moment of you know Iron Man, of Tony Stark's completion of his character. But again, even his snap is problematic because nanotech should not be able to hold the stones. Uh, John Wingler says, thoughts on Spider-Verse. I hate Miles as a concept of diversity recast for a white character, but Miles' story and the plot were well done. Well, here's the thing, John Wingler, because that's obviously based off a comic as well. The difference is that even though the intention behind it was this this sense of forced diversity, at least they made a good character. So even in the comics, it did pretty well because it was a well-written story. So when they adapted it into the animated show, uh, the animated movie, the animated movie was very well-written. I actually really liked the story of the movie. I just hated the animation because it was so stop motion. It was so like just jittery and it it, it bothered me so much. It, it annoyed my eyesight. So the images were beautiful, but the motion, it just looked like there were frames missing and it did not look good. It did not come across good. Uh, Klein Dropper, thank you very much for the super chat says, why didn't Dra- uh, Drogon just eat the Night King? <laughs> That's a good point, man. But I guess the logic is if fire can't defeat him, then I guess a dragon's teeth can't defeat him either. I don't know. Or maybe because he had the giant ice thing, he would have killed him. I don't know. Uh, Gas Hermosa, thank you very much for the PHP 29. I have no idea what that means, but I appreciate the super chat. Really do. Next time you can put a, you can put a comment too. Alex McCarthy says, Heck, Scarlet Witch is one of the few that can kip Captain Marvel's butt. Yes, Scarlet Witch is phenomenal. Also, my DLive is not... I'm not seeing people on DLive. Are y'all still over here? Let me refresh. The chat wasn't moving. Are y'all still there? Are y'all still over on DLive? <laughs> I can't tell. Just want to make sure. Because I wasn't seeing any comments for a while, so... Um, Bruce says, Scarlet Witch was so strong, Thanos called out, uh, called out for rain fire because she was about to kick his butt. Totally! Bruce, that's, that's exactly the point. Scarlet Witch is so strong that she almost destroyed Thanos and could have, and the only reason why he, you know, he decides for them to rain down the fire upon them, or the rain fire upon them, which again destroys a lot of his own troops, is because he was about to die. Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch is the future. If they want a strong female character, they got it. Scarlet Witch. Makes sense. Great actress. You can build a story. I would love to find out more about her character. Give her a solo film. I would love to see a Scarlet Witch solo film. You give that You give that to Olsen, and that would be freaking fantastic. But no, who gets the first female-led, the first female-led solo film? A character that has never been featured on the screen before, played by a total... Waste of space, full of herself, Brie Larson. Yep, that makes sense. That's lucid. Uh, Orange High Review says, did you see Howard the Duck in Endgame? Wait, he's in... Oh, wait, I did not. I'm assuming it's in the big battle scene when everyone's coming out of the portals. I'm assuming that's when it happens, but no, I did not. That's interesting, though. Uh, Rosetta Allen says, Allen says, so where are you thinking you sh- we should go for superhero movies and, uh, and comics? Because I'm so over the MCU and DC. Yeah, it... <sighs> I can't really help you out much on comics because I'm not a comics dude. If you want to know more about comics, I would recommend Gary Nerdrotic's channel. He can point you in the direction of some good comics going on right now. He actually says, uh, according to him, DC is doing some pretty good work in their comics right now. Marvel is a mess. Uh, but he says that DC is doing some good stuff. I, I trust his word on that uh, because he indeed sold 
comics for a long time and he knows his stuff. As far as movies go, I would say go back to the past, man. Go back to the movies that have already come out that you know you love. I'll I'll continue to watch Infinity War. I'll just pretend like Endgame never happened. Because <laughs> I'll still enjoy Infinity War. Because I still think Infinity War is a good movie. I thoroughly enjoy it. And Doctor Strange is another really good film. I love, obviously, Winter Soldier is probably my favorite of all the movies. I love Hulk, the original Hulk, with Edward Norton. I, I think that's a great film. The original Iron Man. Uh, again, there's Guardians of the Galaxy 1. So many great films. And so I would say continue to watch those. Continue to support the films that are good. Um, we have one comic book film coming out this year that has the potential to be awesome in Joker. I think Joaquin Phoenix is going to knock it out of the park. I really hope the directors and writers don't make that story political like there seems to be an indication that they might. Because if they don't, that could be amazing. That could be a sleeper movie this year. That could be a sleeper um, box office success story this year if they do it right. JJ says, from a storyline perspective, Bucky is still considered an international terrorist. Yeah. <laughs> yes, JJ. But half the entire universe's population has just been wiped out. I'm pretty sure they'll be able to make an exception for him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they'll be able to get him exonerated pretty easily after the whole Thanos thing. Not to mention, it still doesn't take away the fact that logically he's the only character that can actually wield the sword. Sorry, the shield. Wield the shield. Um, Eric Walker says, isn't that isn't that cap from the end of Endgame from an alternate timeline since in the one cap originally went back to Loki got the Tesseract and escaped clearly not the MCU pass yeah Eric and that's the biggest problem is that there's all these questions and there's no answers because cap goes back to return all the stones to the proper time to the proper from the moment they were taken again that was something that they established with the ancient one with hipster Hulk and the ancient one and then he decides to stay in the past which according to Hulk according to hipster Hulk becomes his present but then he somehow shows up as an old man in the present, not wearing any of the tech, not wearing the suit or anything. So it, it's a big hole. And again, a hole doesn't just mean it's bad writing. A hole means that there's something missing. So that's a piece of information that we don't have. And that, when you have so many like they do in Endgame, is going to leave a lot of problems. It's going to leave a lot of problems from a story's perspective. John Early says, Infinity War, Endgame together as a whole are, I guess, true endings to Captain Iron Man's respective trilogies. As convoluted as it is, nobody ever told a studio, keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, that's true, John Early. And yeah, I think that Iron Man's ending is fine. Cap's is not. I do not like Cap's ending. It's just, it, it doesn't work. There's so many problems with it. Uh, Laura says, thought you said we're going to get an olive guarded, not oligarchy. <laughs> we're going to get an olive garden in here, everybody. We're going to get an olive garden. That's how Game of Thrones is going to end. They're going to be building their first Olive Garden. That's going to subvert all of our expectations. <laughs> all right, my people on DLive woke up. Um, let's see. Brad Beer Hunter says, we took a union break. Okay, Brad, I got you. That's okay. You go ahead and take your 15-minute break. All right? You're, you're guaranteed that by the state, so that's fine. <laughs> Mighty Wolf, thank you for the follow on DLive. Uh, Mr. Butterfly, I totally agree with you. Thank you. Uh, Klein Dropper, thank you for the follow. Uh, R. Corp says, Agricorp says, um, the real question, what do you think of the war powers resolution in 1973? Uh, no comment. Uh, really, I, I have no thoughts. Kleindropper, DLive search still stinks. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 gotcha. Uh, Brad Banner says, yep, why I follow everything, Brad. Appreciate that. Kleindropper, thank you for the lemon. Kleindropper says, I've got Lino points, but no idea how many. <laughs> 
it, it should tell you, there should be a little bar that tells you how many you have. But yeah, basically what you do is um, you watch a stream on DLive, you leave comments once a minute, and you gain cryptocurrency for free. And then you can either hold on to that cryptocurrency, or you can give it away. Give it away, give it away, give it away, give it away now. Laura says, DLive is where it's happening. Damn right, Laura. Mystic Butterfly, I had a huge problem with that too, because you would mess up all the timelines of the Avengers involving Captain America. Exactly, because... In logical terms, if you change the past, you change the present. Now, of course, they say that's not what happens. They say, oh, no, when you go back to the past, that becomes your future. What? (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. But here's the thing. If you create an alternate timeline, which seems to be the only way you can even make sense of that, it doesn't make any sense that he lives out his life in his new timeline, but then is somehow there when (laughs) the timeline is restored. Because remember... The only way that he can return is if the machine is turned on, right? Because remember, he goes away. Five seconds later, Hipster Hulk says, all right, coming back in five, four, three, two, one. Doesn't come back. So he can't just show up on his own because you need to have the machine running. You need to have the Quantum Realm machine running, and that's not running. And so it's insinuated then that he has lived out his life all the way up until 2023 or whenever year they're in and shows up on the bench because he knows that's where, that's where they'll be. But as you can see, that creates a problem because that means he's lived in that timeline the entire time. And if he's now changed things, it means that he's now done away with the husband and kids that Peggy Carter had. And also it means that he's changed the timeline and that's not just going to have a minor impact. As you can see, makes no sense. Doesn't make any sense. Agricorp says, man, I'm studying. I'm trying to study for civics. Well, go study for physics. Ah, Civics, man. Go do some work. Uh, Laura says, I'm just going to follow Odin, whatever program he's streaming on. Well, Laura, I appreciate that. Thank you. Phonema says, wasn't Bram supposed to be important? He doesn't seem useful. Wait, you mean like Braun? Do you mean Bran or Braun? Bran the kid or Braun the dude that's friends with or was friends with, uh, Tyrion? And Phonemo, thank you very much for the six lemons, man. I appreciate that. Uh, Brad Bjorner says, well, Bran is is useful if ladders are involved. Oh, isn't useful. That's mean, Brad. That's mean, Brad. He's supposed to be. He's supposed to be this really badass character called the Three-Eyed Raven, but all he does is sit around and say, my time has not yet come. Oh, you are now here. Oh, you are a good man. It's like, what? What? Who are you? Laura says, wait, does that mean Peggy Carter's daughter who was... He, um, who he was dating was his daughter. I think that that was her niece. And again, assuming that he's changed the timeline, which is the only thing and the only way you can explain it, even though they say that's not possible, which doesn't make any sense, then that means that relationship th- that uh, led to uh, her being uh, her niece being born would not have been possible. I don't know. Again, it, again, does not make any sense. Agricorporate says, I am my brother. I clap cheeks on the table. <laughs> what? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Raven kid. Yep, seriously, Raven kid. <laughs> Klein driver. Ew, gross. Cap made out with his daughter. Again, I don't think that was his daughter. I thought that was Peggy Carter's niece. I thought it was established that it was like her great niece or something. Which would insinuate that it would be, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, again, it's very, it's weird at best and it's stupid at worst. 
Grandmaster Yoda. Uh, we must let Brie make the next MCU film so they can see how badly it will go for Disney. We'll be forced to get us what we wish because what we'd get now is a nightmare. Yes, let's go ahead and let her. Go ahead and let Brie Larson direct the next MCU film and see what happens. I dare you. Seriously, Disney, I dare you. I will go opening night to see that movie so that way I can film everyone's reaction after that film's over. Please. Uh, Tina says, thank you for your opinion on explaining your C+. It was a C+. It was a C+, Tina. Uh, Since the MCU has now chosen to muck Thor, we ladies will just move on over to Aquaman. I have no shame. Thanks, Tina. Funny thing that you mentioned that because remember, they make Thor fat for laughs. Isn't that fat shaming? Aren't we supposed to be against that now? Isn't that against the woke narrative? Had that been a female character that they made fat and they made fun of and they made the joke of, wouldn't that be looked down upon? Ah, hypocrisy. Ah, hypocrisy. Outpost Dyer. Hello there. Hello, Outpost Dyer. How art thou? Dude, Outpost, I'm trying to get our live stream posted up to the Welcome to Asgard, but it's it's been stuck in perpetual processing. So I don't know what to do with it. Worst comes to worst, it's still unlisted, but it's only playing two hours of the two and a half hour stream. So I'm trying to get it fixed. Unfortunately, I can't just delete it because it's there. And I wasn't able to access it yet from from work today. So I think it should be available on DLive and on Twitch to download. So I'll try and do that so that way it doesn't get lost forever. Uh, Castromosa says, did you know what happens to Loki when he escapes with 2012 scene with the Tesseract? I believe they did that so that way they can explain that he's now alive and that's how he's going to get his series on Disney+. Plus. But again, does that mean that there's different timelines? And if there's different timelines, then how can Cap change the timeline, meaning he's creating a new timeline and yet still grow old in the same timeline without changing anything? Does not work. Alex McCarthy, is it just me or did John look like he was surrounded in dragon fire and didn't get burnt? Well, see, that's what I thought. Like, some people were being critical of him. Like, what are you doing? Like, what, what was he trying to do just to, like, stand there and to yell at the dragon? I thought it was because he was, like, starting to believe, wait a minute, if I'm a Targaryen, that means I might be, you know, flame resistant, flame repellent or something and might be unharmed. That was my thought process at the least. So maybe I missed something. It was kind of dark. It was hard to see. Ooh, Dan Savage said something. I'll have to get my Valkyrie to explain that later. Um, must have been bad, though. Uh, Nicholas Allen! Nicholas Allen! Says, uh, by Cap staying behind, he didn't try to save Bucky from the Winter Soldier program, and by extension also is responsible for the death of Tony's parents, which Bucky will commit. Nicholas Allen! Allen! Thank you. Yes. Again, timeline issues, timeline concerns. So I'll read that again because it's very important. By Cap staying behind, he didn't try to save Bucky from the Winter Soldier program and by extension also is responsible for the death of Tony's parents, which Bucky will commit. Now, if your argument is that him going back creates a new timeline, then you cannot have that same Cap come back to the current timeline. It doesn't work. As I said, he does not have the machine running to be able to travel back through the quantum realm. That does not work. Okay? Um, Tina says, here is the link to David Stewart's video. All right, uh, tw- uh, send that over on the our DMs on Twitter. I appreciate that. Uh, Hybrid says, Infinity War girl fight is better than Endgame girl fight. Yes. Yes, 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 Hybrid, for sure. And it's also not Force in the Infinity War either. Bruce, Sucker Punch was awesome. <laughs> Bruce, I know you're joking, man. God, Sucker Punch was awful. That, that was an atrocious film. And yet, there is a video... 
that tries really hard to explain to say that it's actually like a brilliantly deep film. I can't remember what the video is. I watched it and I was like, if you weren't full of total crap, I would be buying everything you were saying. And people of lesser mind who would probably buy into this as well. And there were people who were buying into it, but I do not. I resist. Your Jedi mind tricks will not work on me. It will not work on me. Eric Walker, the fact you read regular comments definitely makes the stream more engaging, and I want to participate more. I think I speak for others. First time here. Thanks for the shout-out. Eric Walker, well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. And, yeah, it's one of the things that I keep on trying to do, and the reason why I do the Odin question thing is because I was trying to read every chat, like whether it had the name in it or not, and then I made it just Odin. And then everyone was talking Odin even when they weren't talking to me, and so it became chaotic, and so I made it Odin question because then it, it limits the amount of uh, things that I have to read, which means I can read through more of them, and it also allows for people who actually watch the streams who know what they're doing to be able to interact with me more. And so I know it can be a little bit of a hassle on, on uh, YouTube's end at least, but I think it's a pretty good system overall. So I appreciate that, Eric. Thank you. I try to do the best I can, and I will always try to be able to stay as engaged with the regular chat because I don't ever want to become just a, a super chat person. And I'm not trying to go up against anyone that only reads Super Chats because sometimes if you have 2,000 people watching, you can't keep up with it. It is too insane. Um, and I'm already behind. Oh, my God. I'm so far behind. Dear Lord. I need to catch up and then I need to <clears throat> end the stream because I got to let the pups out. And then I got to – um. Hmm. and then I have to uh, get ready for the stream with Anna. If I'll even have a voice. Um, all right, where are we? Where are we? Perth Comics says, uh, Hi, I saw Endgame last night. I thought it was great. The only thing that really sucked was Bree's acting and no one asked who she was. Uh, I would look at that plot again, man, as I've been trying to make clear here. But again, subjectively, if you like it, I can't change your mind on that. I'm not going to try to, but I will try to make you understand that objectively it's flawed. Swallows so says, Wouldn't it be interesting if Bran did a mind battle with the Night King, thus learning his past and distracting him from the battle? Ooh, yes. It would be great to learn more about the Night King, and also it means that he wouldn't die in one episode. Eric Walker. Uh, is it justified that they make Sam the new Cap? If so, uh, Bucky can be White Wolf, and because Cap is a public figure and Bucky as an ex-terrorist hasn't earned public trust. You see, again, just it, they chose they chose Sam because of optics. And I love the character of Falcon, and I think that the character is played extremely well. However... It does not make sense for him to be able to wield the shield. And I hate that that rhymes, but it's the best thing I can think of. Banned! Someone got banned? Oh, man. But, yeah, I mean, White Wolf, he was already essentially uh, was established as an Infinity War, but he's the only one that can actually do the similar things that Steve Rogers can. Um, Nicholas Allen, I guess Goose the Cat is dead because you would think it would be useful for these films. I don't know. If he's got a pocket dimension in his mouth, wouldn't that be nice? Though I'm also really glad they did not bring that stupid Florkin back after what they did to... God, they destroyed Nicholas Fury. They destroyed Nick Fury's character. I don't know why. I just called him Nicholas. You know what? That's because that was not Nick Fury. That was Nicholas Fury. Get it trending. Nick Fury is dead. Nicholas Fury is here. Damn it, Nicholas. Come on, man. A freaking cat scratched your eye out. You were such a badass. Uh, Hyper says, not to sound like a downer, I think I'm going to stop watching movies for a while. Tired of being disappointed. Hopefully, Dune 2020 has potential. Hey, man, uh, you know, Godzilla has potential. John Wick 3, that's my most anticipated this year. If they screw up, if they, if John Wick 3 is not good, 
I'll be right there with you, man. I'll be like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> uh, Tina, I was wanting to ask Odin. Okay, what? So he might come back. Wormhole. Oh, wait. So Thanos, uh, th- so Thanos faded or went into a wormhole, so he might come back. So no, no, no. I was saying that that would have been cooler for them to go into Quantum Realm and have him disappear. So with the snap, he's been snapped out of existence. However, if we're to believe the timeline nonsense, excuse me, if we're to believe the timeline nonsense that he could still be alive in another timeline. He's still alive in the past, theoretically, I guess, unless they snapped him out, out, of, out of existence out of all the timelines. Again, plot holes, so many holes that need to be filled. Laura, but wasn't Scarlet Witch fighting Thanos pre-Gauntlet? I don't remember. Either way, remember Thanos, if Thanos kicks Hulk's butt, without all the stones so in fact i think he, he defeats them on his own without the gauntlet too so scarlet is still very very powerful um rosetta allen says thanks dc has gone seriously woke as f in their shows and movies but i still love some of the comics yeah seriously and um i want to i wish i i was into the comics but there are so many things that i need to do i don't think i'd be able to keep uh, i don't think i'd be able to catch up with anything i know that uh, gary is like a comic guru. So I'm actually thinking of being like, Gary, what are things I have to read? What are the best ways for me to learn all of the comic history without actually reading the comics themselves? I know that I'm missing out on something, but as someone with ADD like I am, is there a way, is there a source that I can just read from front to back to know exactly all the things I need to know? Hybrid says, Cap wielding Mjolnir was awesome for me personally. Did you hate it? I thought that was great. I did not have a problem with that at all. Him wielding Mjolnir was great. Eric Walker says, um, I googled and PHP is Philippine Piso, so it's coming from supporters from the Philippines. Oh, well, thank you very much. Cas Armosa, thank you very much for the Philippines, man. Super. If you're looking for solid comic recommendations, definitely check out Alterna. Their founder is awesome, and they make great stuff. Okay, Alterna. Uh, Alex McCarthy says, Cap shouldn't be extremely old like that. He aging should have been close to Wolverine due to the Super Soldier Serum. Yes. Now, in the movies, they could try and argue that, oh, that's not how the serum works in the MCU. That's how it works in the comics. It's not how it works in the MCU. They could argue that, but again, they never explain. And so we're kind of just left to wonder, aren't we? We're kind of left to wonder. There's kind of a nice little hole in this movie that we need to fill with some more gravel. <laughs> John Winkler says, also to clarify, I don't hate Miles as a character, but I hate him as a replacement. Yeah, if he's just replacing it, then yeah. If he's existing in line with the other Spider-Man and the other Spider-Universes, that is fine. I, I did like that. Banned, says Steph. Nicholas Allen says, I legit think there are two versions of Endgame floating around. I saw someone else post spoilers that were too good to be made up, except the post credit stinger was Xavier. I don't think that's true, because they've already made it very clear that they're not using the X-Men for five years. And, yeah, I, I, I don't think that's true. I wish it was true. I don't think it's true. Rosetta Allen says, thanks, now I have both Red Hot Chili Peppers songs and Weird Al spoof fighting for my attention. My, give it away, give it away, give it away, give it away now. You're welcome. It was her niece. That's what I thought. Great niece. Um, Sharon Carter is Peggy's niece. That's what I thought, Tina. Um, Perth Comics says, Steve Rogers didn't change the timeline. He never said he ended up with Carter. He did owe her a dance, though. Okay, Perth. Now, okay, now you're stretching. Now you're trying to make up excuses, man. Come on, don't don't fall into the hole, all right? He didn't change the timeline. He never said he ended up with Carter. Okay, so he just became an old man? And you know how we know he ended up with Carter? They showed a wedding ring. They show him back in time with Peggy Carter, and then they show him with a wedding ring 
pretty much by movie, by any, <laughs> by any plot worth its salt, which this plot doesn't have, that is a sign that they married. So yes, he did change the timeline. Plot hole. Tina. Yes, that is fat shaming. Shame on you, Russo brothers, for shame. Yes. Uh, Rhaegar, once a fat positive MCU, the fat cinematic universe led by fat positive Thor. <laughs> yes, Rhaegar. That's what we need. We need, you know, we need, yes, we need an alternate universe, an alternate universe that's all fat characters. If you want to get rid of fat, if you want to get rid of fat shaming for life, create a fat universe. Do it. Uh, Prosis says, oh my god, I didn't realize that this is blatant fat shaming. Hypocrites. I know, right? I know, right, Prosis? Seriously. All right, I'm um, going to jump over to my DLive people real quick. Phonemo, thank you for the six lemons. Um, uh, Wonder Girl, thank you for the four lemons. Wonder Girl, appreciate you. You're new. I appreciate that very much so. Um, Laura says, okay, as a guy from New Orleans, what the F is up with Monte Cristo, a.k.a. Donut and Ham Sandwich, wife order one today? A donut and ham sandwich? I have no idea. I've never had one before. That makes no sense to me. <laughs> is this still Link Peabody? Uh, I guess. I guess. Link to what? Link to what? <laughs> uh, Lacey Tano says, do you think they're going to have Korg and Guardians 3 or new Thor movie? I hope they don't make him fat in another movie. Go fast. Oh, Thor. Okay. Uh, Korg wasn't fat. Korg was the same size, I thought. Thor was fat. I really hope Thor doesn't stay fat. That's stupid. Korg, I want in the next movie because Korg is awesome. Um, hey, what's going on, bruv? I just played some Fortnite. That was stupid. Having Fortnite in the movie, that was really stupid. Because that, is, that insinuates that Fortnite's going to be relevant in five years. <laughs> sure. Eric Walker, there, there are at least five timelines in Endgame. Loki escaped with Tesseract in one. Thanos leaves and goes to main timeline in another. Star-Lord doesn't meet Gamora in another. And Old Cap, yep. CW Trixie says, the only way to understand all the timeline issues in Endgame is to drink as much as Thor. Seriously. Bruce, I do understand what they meant. Once all the stones were put back where they were taken from the timeline would stay intact. But the people that got each stone should have returned the one they took. How would Captain know exactly? And also the Soul Stone. How do you, re how do you return the Soul Stone? Um, but also, too, as I said, the Ancient One makes it clear that the stones are what maintain the flow of time in the universe. In the present of 2023, where they are, 2023 to 2024, five years later, I guess it would be 2024. So in that timeline, they have no stones. So how is time being maintained? As I said, these are holes that need to be filled. And I'm not the one to fill them. <laughs> uh, Rosetta Allen just thought I would tell you that your live stream is actually really funny on Mus Muscle Relaxer <laughs> I don't know if I should be flattered or offended if you need Muscle Relaxers to be entertained <laughs> are you not entertained well then maybe you need to take a Muscle Relaxer <laughs> Orange Hat Review says how do they get past Cap out of the Mind Stone influence after future Cap uh, used the scepter on him who could hit him hard enough on the head? How would they know he was he was sceptered? <laughs> these are all great these are all great questions, Orange Chat. Uh, Gannison, hail to you, good sir. All right, I gotta start wrapping the stream up soon. Bruce, the Watchman was awesome. Watchman was fine. It does not age well. I'm just saying, watch it again, man. That's all I'm saying. It does not age well. Eric Hall Gaming, it seems like the Russos did their best to minimize Captain Marvel's on screen time, and they did, but but then they created another problem because she became a deus ex machina. 
And, ah, uh, yeah. It, it became just another problem. Uh, Prosa says, I never knew that you watched Game of Thrones so much I would have talked about before. We got to talk later about the last episode. Had lots of... Oh, yeah. Objectively, it's a very, very, very flawed issues process. So... Uh, for sure. Ganesha says, Endgame was great, but I see your point. I, again, subjectively, you can still enjoy it, but objectively, you've got to admit there are major problems. Grandmaster Yoda says, do you still think Episode 9 can do a billion? Barely. 850 to 1.1 is my current range. I don't believe that for a second. It's no hype now. Yeah, again, I think that it's going to be very hard. Bruce, uh, John Wick 3 will be good. You just can't think. I hope it, it better be good. If they ruin that somehow, Halle Berry's in it, and Halle Berry ruins movies. I'm just saying, she ruins movies. She can ruin anything, all right? So don't fall into the curse of Halle Berry. Let's see, MB, MB Tant, thank you very much for subscribing. Rhaegar Targaryen says, John Wick 3 does have Halle Berry. Yes, this is my point um, in it. Not n- not to make you worry, of course. Though that 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 is the only reason why I'm worried. Gannison, please make Avatar de- debate with Anna. I love to watch. We're talking about Endgame tonight. We're not going to do the, uh, we're not going to do that debate because she'll get very, very mad. Uh, Moons of Madness, did Odin say why no streams? Because Twitch will not allow me to stream um, somewhere else at the same time. And if they find out I did even last night do that, I can get into, or whatever, I the last time I did it, apparently I can get into some trouble with that. And so I'm not going to be streaming there um, while I'm streaming elsewhere. So I'm going to try and do some uh, Twitch-only streams once that audience gets built up a little bit. Uh, Lupus says, did you think Glass was good? I liked Glass... For the most part, I hated the ending. Bruce, given what uh, given what's to come with the MCU, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Hyperin says, thank you for this wonderful stream. I appreciate you. Gannison, Avatar debate with Anna. It would make some awesome popcorn debate. It would. Nicholas Allen, me calling Cap's death has become like that running joke in Hot Tub Time Machine. I thought it would finally... Uh, happen and I was I was wrong again. Yeah, seriously. I enjoyed yeah. Beer Belly Thor Perth was funny for five seconds and then they totally undermined his character. Also keep in mind they took the strongest characters Thor and Hulk and emasculated them. Conspiracy? No, I think that it was done on purpose. It's definitely done on purpose. Alright. Um, I'll need to try to stop. Yeah, not doing that debate tonight. Eric Walker, my head cannon is that the stones are like the Green Lantern rings, not controlling the universe, just channeling, concentrating fundamental force or something too optimistic. Again, man, if that's what you need to get through, then you do what you gotta do, boo. Bruce, I missed it. When will you be on with Anna? I'm going to be on with Anna in about 19 minutes, actually. So I'm gonna end this stream, uh, let my dogs outside, and then uh, drink some drink some water, and then we're gonna jump on her channel in about uh, 19 minutes. A-Force is coming with Bria's director. I dare them. I dare them. Please make that happen. Please make that happen. Oh, boy. P- everyone's loving my fat stuff over on DLive. Um, I didn't eat it. It looked crazy. I want to be fat. I want I want to be fat Iron Man, says Laura. <laughs> P-Money says, fat shaming. I'm lucky if I hold down what I eat. Uh, I call fat blob. Fat blob. Fat Iron, <laughs> fat Iron Man would need stronger jets. Yes, he would. Klein driver. I hate time travel stuff. Me, too. That sounded dirty, Odin. Did it? Whole feeling time. Oh, Brad, get out of here with that nonsense. Xenophone, thanks for the follow. Laura Story says, okay, you have never uh, had boiled peanuts or a Monte Cristo sandwich. Are you really a NOLA? I am, but I do not die. I, again, I am not a NOLA person. So, uh, Flare TV, thank you for the follow. Alan, Avatar is cancer. I wouldn't go that far. It's not good, but not that far. Uh, Rogue, he turned out as a badass when they turned him into a Viking look, though. Uh, kind of. Kind of rogue, but not really. 
Can an Asgardian get fat? Isn't he a god? Well, remember his friends, they're, they're, one of his friends in Thor Thor 1 was fat. So, who let the dogs out? Who, who? Bad Hammy says, are you using Tidy Labs? I am using Tidy Labs. Has it not been popping up for you guys? It must be down. I must have to refresh it or something. So, I was, I am using Tidy Labs. It must not have been popping up. I'm sorry. Guys, so sorry. On DLive, if you've been donating and stuff, I'm so sorry. Um, I'll give you all a shout out in a second. Um, all right, so let me go ahead and shout out my patrons real quick before I forget, so that way I can get ready for the Anna stream. So huge shout out to all my patrons, A Grey Jedi, Adam Shawhan, Albertus, Magnus, Amon Yosef, Marcos, Brian P, Darkstar57, Delete System32, Dion, Edward Coleman, Enrique Evangelista, Entertainment Hacker, Frank the Tank and the Shawhan Wiener Dog Clan, Harold Francis, the Hunky Chunky Funky Monkey, Inflamed Wood, It's a Trap Productions, Jason Clark, Jeffrey Toon, Jonathan, Jerem Beck, Laura Story, Matthew Cater, Mr. Peabody, and his evil twin, Outpost Diary, Perpetual Punk. Projar Sarif, Proper Jeremy, or Proper Ginevra, Shenglong, Sir Lance Alato, Teodora, The K-Man, The DJD Show, Those Two Ball Guys, Tina B, and Wolfgang Long. Thank you for being my patrons. You're amazing and beautiful people. Guys, it is indeed the 29th of April, so if you want to or need to change any of your patronage amounts, uh, make sure you do so before the 1st of May. That is when the next charge will go out. Also, this list, of course, will update as of May 1st, and so if you have um, listed yourself on Patreon, don't worry, I have seen you, uh, but until it processes on May 1st, or May 2nd is when I'll like, I officially update the list, because normally it takes about a couple days, I'll update the list, I think there's a couple people coming off, few people coming on, and if you want to check that out, check out my Patreon page, you can find the links to it in the description of this video, and also I have a subscribe star too, and you have the same tier options, because I know some people don't like Patreon, so you can check out my subscribe star, uh, subscribe star too if you so wish to, and uh, again, just you being here, subscribing, liking, uh, commenting is awesome, and I appreciate it. Uh, Travis Adderley, thank you very much for subscribing to the channel, uh, bless you, Alex McCarthy, uh, Gannison, bless you as well, and let's see over in DLive, uh, Ty Labs, don't see it, oh no, I'm so sorry, so sorry, I'm so sorry that Ty Labs is not working, so let me give a shout out to Flare TV, uh, Xenophone for the follow, Wonder Girl for the four lemons, Phonemo for the six lemons, Klein Dropper for the one lemon, Klein Dropper Mighty Wolf for the follow, Mystic Butterfly for the lemon, Arcorp for the lemon, Laura Story for the two lemons, uh, Mystic Butterfly for the follow, Laura for the three lemons, and that's as far as I can go up in the chat. So, huge shout out to everyone that donated over on DLive. Thank you so much for supporting me over there. Seriously, uh, I'm about 75, I think, away from being partnered over there on DLive, which is exciting. Because it's cryptocurrency, and it is the future. So if you have not followed me over on DLive yet, think about it. Um, Brad says the stream looks better, sounds better, doesn't have as many issues. And as you can see, I try and give everyone as equal amount of time as I possibly can. So guys, thank you all so much for watching the stream. Please go check out that Star Wars girl. That is the name of the channel, that Star Wars girl. That is where I will be on in about 15 minutes with Anna. And we're going to continue this conversation to talk more about Endgame. She is like me. She did not like the movie. So I can't wait to hear her perspective on why she didn't like the movie and I'm sure it's going to be a fun time. And if you want to really annoy her, fill the chat with sorries and fill the chat with Avatar Sucks. And also uh, comments about, uh, oh my goodness, why am I blanking out on the movie she also loves that's not that good? Shape of Water. Talk about the Shape of Water too. It'll be funny. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Klein Jobber says, uh, video quality is great on D-Life. Awesome. Rogue Works says, good work. Thank you. Thank you, Rogue. Appreciate it. All right, guys. You are all amazing and beautiful people. Have a wonderful day. The hounds must be released. Love you all. God bless.